Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe, eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. And now for your nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get, get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I mean. settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. Okay, man, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Now, come on, now crank this motherfucker up. Gangstar cranks it up. Funkin' Fantasy fires it up. And let me fire up this podcast right now, Joe. We got to get the, uh, the dumpster fire ready to roar. And there we go, my brother. Apparently, that's a five. That's right, man. Welcome to Funkin' Fantasy. Turn up Tuesday, baby. Quick turnaround from Sunday. We had a pop-up podcast for the Broad Street Run. We'll get into that a little bit, too. Uh, it's a very slow night here at Moonshine. The sun is out. Sun's out, people out. All right, they're, uh, they're outside, you know, enjoying the food and the weather and staying away from the disaster, which is this podcast. Corrado couldn't make it tonight because he's out somewhere in freaking Jabip doing some kind of banking stuff. He's got a very important job outside of this podcast. So the Greg Dobbs of the program, Joe Rufino's in the house. He's pinch hitting the night. Catfish Charlie's here with his girlfriend. They're hanging out, having a little dinner. And uh, myself, the host of the show, Luigi Credo, I'm here. We had some technical difficulties early on, but we got those straightened out and fixed, and we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, let me get the phone number to the program, 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874. Jack in the back is not here tonight. So, Joe, like Stevie Wonder at the airport, we're flying blind on the phones, <laughs> brother, all right? That's my joke. It's copyrighted. Very nice. Yeah. You could ask Stevie to show you the paperwork, but he couldn't find it. You don't, you don't get that? I got it. You don't, well, then you got to do something here, man. Laugh. You're leaving me. It's like crickets over here. You're I killing me, man. I didn't bring my drum set with me. Facebook sorry. Live is up and rocking and rolling. Uh, people are already starting to comment on the Sixers winning game four, uh, and we'll get into that. <laughs> we will get into that. I got, we, got, we got NBA action tonight, Sixers action. Um, again, Joe Rafino's got to start him sitting in cash rate. Charlie's in the house to do Tuesday 10, and all is right with the world. So here we go. So we got game four last night, 76ers. Boston Celtics, 103-92 is the final. Sixers take game four. Avoid a sweep. And now, all of a sudden, the Rocky mentality is starting to, yeah, is starting to come into to Philadelphia. All right, it ain't over till it's over. All right? The fat lady hasn't sung. She's got the right? sheet music out, She though. should be warming up, though. The pipes are stretched. It should be over. 
Again, but they're still alive. All right, they're oh, still yeah. they're still alive. All right. There's a beat, uh, yeah. Jason Tatum uh, once again he paced the Celtics for for 20 points, uh, but he was no match for T.J. McConnell. Joe, T.J. McConnell. Who the fuck is that guy? There you go. For people that are listening across the country who don't know who T.J. McConnell is, he's a very ornery. One of those little ornery white guys who play in the NBA. He got a lot of Twitter attention a couple weeks ago. He does get a for, lot of Twitter uh, attention. For his hairstyle. That's yes. what he was known he's got, for. He's, in got this area. This, he's got this disconnected kind of look. Like, I have a slightly disconnected haircut. He's got the flop over. Yeah. And his hair is very thin. So it's always flying all over the place. And he's got like LA looks running through it. He's always <laughs> playing with it. It's more of a hindrance than anything else. Uh, but listen, man, in, you know, t- remove Robert Covington from the starting lineup. And you know, he got Robert Horry as big shot, Bob. Robert Covington is bad shot, Bob. Absolutely. All right? He is he the is, worst at but, but he too, got sent way. to the bench. All right? He got sent to the bench. He plays 19 minutes, three points on one of seven shooting. Okay? And insert TJ McConnell. A shot of life, as they would like to say, into the Philadelphia 76ers lineup. And what he does, what people are saying, no sound for you. Well, try to, uh, try to refresh the program if you're having no sound because there's plenty of sound coming through. Anyway. So what I was saying is T.J. McConnell comes in. He plays uh, 39 minutes, scores 19 points, five assists, 13 rebounds for T.J. That's why this is the ornery part, okay? 13 rebounds, two steals he adds in. There's no way T.J. McConnell is having another game like this back-to-back. It's not happening. He may not have another one like this ever again in his career. He needs he two played, games to get those numbers. He, and the phone line's are already starting to, starting to, uh, starting to bleh, light up here, and then the phone just dropped off. I can't get to you guys right away. All right? You got to give me a second. Let me open a damn show. So what happens is T.J. McConnell comes in, and he sparks the op- – I mean, he plays hard. He's the guy who played with nothing to lose. All right? Everything in front of you, you play with nothing to lose. Tenacity, we, you know, we give all the, the, the shtick, you know what I mean? The high yeah. motor, the high energy kind of thing. And Boston had no answer for T.J. McConnell. No answer whatsoever. Uh, he played inspired basketball, and, and rightfully so, man. And he, is he going to be enough to propel the Philadelphia 76ers past the Boston Celtics into the Eastern Conference Finals? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. All right? However... It's a nice story. It's a nice story. The Sixers don't get swept. They avoid the brooms. All right? Joel Embiid, uh, solid again. Double-double, 15 points, 13 boards. Ben Simmons, also double-double, 19 points, 13 boards. Five assists mixed in. Uh, the one thing I will say about Joel Embiid, though, is that he is lo- he may be winning the battle on the glass, but he's losing the battle of talk. Him and the Morris twins, all right? I mean, <laughs> especially Marcus over here who's playing for the Boston— Markeith who's playing for the Boston Celtics— He's jabbing in his ear. He's constantly going at Morris, and he's trying to get under his skin. And Morris does the one thing. He pulls the trump card right on top of, of Joel B's head, all right? And basically hits him with the, it's 3-0, bud. It's it. 3-0. Keep yapping. We're up 3-0. You're going home. 3-0. No reason to even respond to him. That's How are people saying there's no sound? Why is there no sound? I, I don't get it. Everything is working fine. I don't understand why there's no sound. People are saying there's no sound. I don't get Joe, I don't understand. Everything seems to be good. I, I don't get it. Uh, hang, on, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Let me see if I can fix this for one second. I might be able to just talk amongst yourselves. This is what happens when you switch things all the time. Hang on one second. Put it on the code deck. Start it up. There we go. I think people should be getting sound right about now. How's that, everyone? Are we good? I think sound is coming in. Joe, you need to be monitoring Facebook Live. People are saying there's gotcha. no sound, but... There is sound coming through now. They should be getting sound. 
That is the phone number to join this program. And here's what I was saying is that Joel Embiid is just yapping and yapping and yapping. He's Morris's ear. And and he is trying to make Morris like the most hated figure in Philadelphia. And he already is because his Boston Celtics are already up 3-0 and his brother's in the crowd. He's kind of hanging out. He was was sitting... uh, Close to Jimmy Rollins, who rung the bell. In Matumbo? Yeah, in Matumbo. It was like, <laughs> Matumbo's always got this weird smile on his face. You know, just kind of hanging out, like, I don't, know what's, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, you know, I'm, ha- I'm just happy to be here. You know, like, you know, no, 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 <laughs> not today. Um, but if you're Joel Embiid, I would, like, I would like to pass this bit of advice on to you. Now, again, I am not a basketball player. I mean, I played hoops. You know, I, I played varsity. I'm just not, but I'm not seven foot two. And I am not an all-world player. I'm not an, uh, an all-star. I'm not in the league. I'm not in the G League. I'm not in anyone's league. But what I do know is you don't talk smack when you're down 0-3. Shut up. Stay in your lane. Play the game. Stay in your lane. Stay in your <laughs> lane, Holmes. Seriously. Where's he been, man? I haven't heard from him in a long you time. Have to, you have to understand. There, you have no business if you're Joel Embiid. You're poking a bear that is already standing over top of you, just holding your nutsack over your face, dangling like a pendulum. And, and you're going to sit there and you're going to give him crap? You're down 3-0. You're lucky you didn't get swept. You had to have TJ McConnell come in here and basically just, res- just re- resurge your offense. Yeah. He was the one. He was the catalyst for the Philadelphia 76ers last night. I, I, I don't understand. And you're Joel Embiid and you're going to sit there and you're going to pump your chest? After you dunked on or put a, got a rebound over Morris? Come on, man. It's, just, it's, it's Bush League crap. And, and as much as I love Joel Embiid's play, the theatrics are too much. The one Absolutely. thing I will say, the one thing I, I, I don't like about him is if I got to watch him take one more three, enough, Joel, enough. For some reason or other, everyone falls for this crazy head fake, all right? <laughs> this crazy head fake. And what is this? John Leone, Corrado MIA. Is there an APB from... Uh, yeah, actually, you know where he is? He's in Jersey somewhere doing work. If you would have li- listened to the first half of this program, the first four minutes of the opening, you would have figured out and understood that he's not here. However, there was no sound, so I can't hold you accountable for that pie in face, this guy. Now, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and tell you that. Kind of like talking shit. Down basically, three. exactly. My thing is that, see how it all works? You see? That was a segue. Thing is, is that, no, a segue is one of those things that the guys drive around the malls. Oh, yeah. Paul Blart. You're not ready for segues yet. You're a pinch hitter, Joe. You're not a star in the lineup. You're not, you're not ready for that yet. So the thing is, is that if you're Joel Embiid, everyone falls for this crazy gift. You see the head fake he takes? He starts all the way at his, at, his, yeah. at his feet, and then he pulls all the way back and up, and everyone falls for it? Just keep doing that and go into the basket. Stop shooting these damn threes, all right? They're ill-advised. I, I don't care if you're taking two or three a game, but six, seven threes. And nobody's underneath when he's no, doing it because they're all perimeter. It's, thank you. Thank you. Very Joel annoying. Embiid, do me a favor. Get your big ass down low. All right? And stop shooting threes. Yep. Okay? Because every time you put the ball on the floor, you fall down. Yeah. It's like Joel dribbles the basketball, and then he dribbles off the floor. That, that, that's how he, he's got no handle. What he needs is he needs a handle, like a railing or like a walker or something to help him take himself to the basket when he puts the ball on the floor. One dribble. That's it, man. He is the most unorthodox and just awkward-looking human being when he puts the ball on the, on, you know, on the floor. Um, again, so the Sixers, 3-1 now. You got game five tomorrow night at the Garden, 8 p.m. All right. All the boo birds will be out not there in Boston. Not no, not at 430, 4.30, not 530, not 6, not 7, not 8 o'clock, not 915, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
The Sixers will avoid trying to uh, go home for the rest of the season. And look, when this season's over, there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some changes. And I, for one, I want the coach out of here. I want him out of here. I, I, don't, I don't like the fact that how he sat there and went back on what he said and stood up for himself by saying, yes, I would have done this again. Yeah. You, you don't do that, man. You say, I, I really messed up. The right this was, this one's on. When you're a coach and you're, or you're a quarterback in the NFL, but you, when you're a coach, what, 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 is, what, is, what do you have to do, Joe? You got to take all the shrapnel. Yep. You got to take it on the chin. It was my fault. All right? It was my fault. Speaking of taking it on the chin, Stormy Daniels in town this week. She'll be dancing at Risque. Yeah, you see that? That's that was, just, nice. That was that's, nice. That's quality. So what happens is, is that <laughs> Brett Brown should have taken that. He should have owned that one. He should have said, hey, listen, this is on me, guys. I'm the mistake here. I'm the one who, who misused the timeouts. I'm the one who messed up with the rotation. Um, Once again, over the last six e- years. Exactly. This is all me. He pulled okay? a Chip Kelly, though. Really? I, I'm starting to fear the fact that when you have these, these pending free agents, a la LeBron, who I'll get to in a moment, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, these type of players – these superstars, you know, maybe they're not going to want to come here because of the coach. You know, I, I don't want the coach to be the reason. Like, you know, if his sister goes, you know, listen, I got to play for this guy. I got to listen to this guy. And I don't like the way he calls a game. Right. You know, that's, that's not a good thing, man. So, again, a lot, I, I, maybe it's a little early for some people. Some people aren't ready to call for Brett Brown's head. Me, myself, I said that he's got all this talent now, and if he doesn't know what to do with it, Bring somebody in here immediately who does because we can't afford to waste whatever we have now. I mean, pretty soon you got to re-up Embiid. You're going to have to re-up Simmons in a couple years. You know, we need to know what's going on. And I, I don't trust this general leading these troops. Um, with Markel Fultz, you know, at this point people are saying, you know, well, you got to play Markel. At this point, you don't play him. You can't play him. You can't do it now because what happens is if Markel Fultz goes out there and plays well. Say you play him 16, 17 minutes. He goes out there. He doubles. He gets a double-double out there. 10 points, 10 assists, you know, 10, 10 points, a couple rebounds, whatever the case is. Where he goes out there and plays really well. What happens then is, what the hell, man? Why were you playing him the whole series? You see what happens? Yeah. We wouldn't be down 3-1. We wouldn't be down 3-2. We wouldn't be facing elimination. We would be on our way to, to, we'd be on our way to an Eastern Conference final. We would be on our way to play Cleveland. But no, you want to be a jackass, and you want to sit there, and you, wanna, you, wanna rest, you don't want to play him because you don't trust him and all this other stuff. Dude, you can't. That's it. You shut Fultz down. Just put him in street clothes. Don't even put the jersey on him. At this point, it's just... Just don't even put the jersey on him. And, you know, you were talking about earlier in the program, Dr. J, you know, caught some, caught, some, caught some heat for saying that Jason Tatum should have been the number one pick in the draft. Looking back now, hindsight being 2020, and the fact that Fultz isn't playing at all, yeah, you could say, you know, Jason Tatum should have been number one. You could also say that Marshall should have been number one. Okay? You could also say maybe Dennis Smith Jr. should have been number one. He got hurt from the, from the Dallas Mavericks. We're good. Thank you, Curry, the, fab- the, the famous and fabulous waiter of the, the Funk and Fantasy podcast here on Tuesday nights. He takes care of us because we take care of him. See how it works in this business? You got to tip your waiters and waitresses. So my point is, is that Dr. J says that, and he may very well be right. I mean, I don't know what the heck it's been. It's been the, it's been the shoulder injury. It's the head injury. It's either, it's, like you said, it's either, it's like Lou Brown said, it's, it's a neck thing or a yeah. brain thing or a heart attack thing. And 
We don't know what the hell it is. And Foles could come back next year and be lights out, could be an all-star, right? Did you find, I found it very funny that he knocked out Embiid for, what, two, three weeks with the orbital bone? Yes. He dropped a shoulder into him, right shoulder. Which was the, the shoulder's fine. Which was the shoulder the that shoulder, was supposedly a problem. The shoulder right? was fine. So he's knocking down a giant. The shoulder was fine. Yeah. The thing is, is that it's between the ears. It could be between the ears, but I also believe, I also believe that there's a good chance that you know what, Fultz really hasn't shown anyone during practice, during warmups, during any of these things, uh, during team meetings that he can be trust. Excuse me, that he can be trusted out there. So maybe it's out of Brett Brown's hands. You know, maybe he took the decision out of his hands. His basically was like, look, I can't trust you out there. I can't put you out there. But, the, the, you know, the several games, the handful of games he played leading up to that playoff series against Miami, he looked pretty good. He looked, you know, he looked coherent. He looked like he knew what he was doing out there. He was moving the ball well. Mm-hmm. He was penetrating the lane. And that's what I'm saying. I would have used Foles to saying, look, for the next four minutes, do me a favor. Just take the basketball and just drive it to the basket every single time. Do me a favor. Get on Jason Tatum. He doesn't score for the next four minutes. Yeah. Do that for me, okay? And he, and just do out, that for me. And if you yeah. fail out, you fail out. I don't care. Yep. Just give me positive minutes. But that ship... Has sailed. Yeah. You cannot play Markel Fultz the rest of this series. Now, for somehow, some way, some miracle, as if my grandma would say, Jesus Christ, would come down and bless the Philadelphia 76ers enough to win four straight games, which is unheard of. It's probably never, I don't even, I gotta go back to see if it's ever been done. If any teams ever come back from 3 0 in an NBA well, game. It's never been done, right? Char- Charlie's my fact checker tonight. It's <laughs> never been done. If they couldn't win when Nick Foles was ringing the bell, they're not gonna win. They can't win this series. It's impossible. Wow. Nick Foles is a hero. Nick Foles is not a hero. He's a hero. He's not a hero. He's a football player. He's a man. <laughs> With a two-year contract. With a two-year contract, right. So my thing is, is that now you've got to shut down Foles for the rest of the series. However, if he does, if he does somehow, some way, well, he, not he, they, the Sixers, somehow, some way, come back and make this miracle run, that everyone's saying, hang on to your horses. It's over, by the way. Yeah. Saying, hang on to your horses, that if they're going to make this run and get to a Cleveland Cavaliers Eastern Conference Finals to face the King. Then you can play Fultz. And then you have to play Markel Fultz. And I want your opinions on a 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. People are starting to join in on the program. I want your opinions here on Facebook Live, too. But definitely call into the program. Like I said, Joe and I are here tonight. And we're lonely. And me, I deal with loneliness okay because, you know, I could be an introvert sometimes. But Joe, you know, he, he needs people. It is what it is. <laughs> Cavaliers, they swept the Raptors 4-0, 128-93 in Cleveland. This may be the end of Lowry DeRozan. They were hugging it out. I mean, it's, it's basically done. Talk about an underachieving duo, Okay. Uh, this has been the best playoff Lowry we've ever seen. Now, you know, Kyle Lowry has been, uh, he has been a, an overachiever his entire career, okay? However, he's always found a way to take it down a notch or two in the playoffs. Right. And it was always been DeRozan who's been the one carrying the Toronto Raptors. This time around, Toronto uh, couldn't get anything going through DeRozan. And Lowry basically paced the entire offense the whole series. He had a great series against, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, again, this is one where I think, you know, that marriage is finally going to come to an end. Uh, and you're going to see that the Raptors are going to dismantle, basically. And Jurassic Park is going to be done. All right? It's going to be done. Um, you know, I think both of those two superstars, one of them is definitely gone Lowry. And the Rosen, we'll see what happens in the offseason. But, again, uh, as for the Cavs, the king stays the king. LeBron, 29 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. Uh, the whole damn team. The whole team got in the game for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Every single person played but. for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But one person, 
one Rodney Hood. Not Rodney Buford. Rodney Hood, who was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers during the season from the Utah Jazz, who could have used Rodney Hood, by the way, this, this week. Um, who, he goes to, to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he's not, he played a little bit in the beginning. He had an injury, and then he kind of found himself just kind of at the back end of the rotations, much like Jordan Clarkson did, who came over from the Los Angeles Lakers. There's seven minutes to go in the game. Tyron Lou looks over to Rodney Hood and says, Rodney, I want you to go in for LeBron with seven minutes to go. What does Rodney Hood do, Joe? He gives him the, mm-mm. <laughs> nope, not going in. He refused his coach to go into the game for LeBron James with seven minutes left because he's upset about his playing time. And to quote one of his players, uh, an anonymous player, who said, this is the playoffs. We're trying to win a championship. This isn't about you. Couldn't be more right. However, I must say to this anonymous player, yeah. go ahead out there and put him on blast. You can go out and say who you are. Absolutely. Because hero, man. You, need to be, you, you need to make that known to everyone, especially Mr. Hood, that this isn't about you, homie. This is about a team trying to win a championship. And you going out there and playing those last seven minutes are going to enable you to, to do that by taking LeBron James off the floor for seven minutes, okay? By taking another one of the starters off the floor for seven minutes. You are not a starting player on this team. You found yourself almost out of the rotation. And now you're complaining about getting into the game. Now I understand the whole pride thing. Rodney Hood, first-round pick. He was a starter for the Utah Jazz. He comes to Cleveland, thinks he's going to play a little bit more. And the competitor in all of us, these professional athletes, we want to play. Let's be real. I mean, you see it here in Philadelphia as far as Nick Foles goes with Carson Wentz. I mean, what does Nick Foles say? You know, hey, I want to be a star. I want to play. Yeah. Why? He thought he didn't have anything left. He was ready to retire. Ready. Then all of a sudden you go out there and you knock off Tom Brady's Super Bowl and you look damn good doing it. That's a shot of life. You feel like, you, you know what, You're, you get that resurgence inside of yourself. You know, I can play. I have that confidence myself. You know what I mean? I had that confidence again. So Rodney Hood wanted to be a player. And I don't blame him for wanting to get in the game. But when your coach tells you, get up and get in the game, go play in the game. It doesn't matter if it's five. You're, you're making millions of dollars. Yeah. Forget your pride. Forget everything. Like, you, like, you know, like the anonymous player said, it's bigger than you, man. It's probably just it's, a media member, but still. I don't think it's a media member. I think it really is one of his players. I think it could be, to be honest with you, I think personally it was J.R. Smith. He was. He was. I think J.R. Smith was the anonymous. He was man. sober enough to do that. Yes, I believe J.R. Smith. Well, he didn't really say it like like that. It kind of went down a little differently, probably. Yeah. But a moment, uh, of, moment of clarity. A moment of clarity. It definitely wasn't. Um, it definitely wasn't Kyle Korver because that guy doesn't look like he knows what two plus two is. All right, but somehow, some way, he makes threes all the time. Um, and then we got tonight. Well, again, and again, they're done. They sweep Toronto. They're, wait, they're awaiting the winner of the Celtics and the Sixers and for the right to lose to either the Houston Rockets or the Golden State yeah. Warriors. Uh, you got game five action tonight. Houston at uh, Houston's home looking to close it out against the Utah Jazz. Utah is a 12-point underdog. Houston 12-point favorite in this one. Uh, the Jazz shorthanded both point guards out. Ricky Rubio, hamstring. Dante Exum, same thing, hamstring. They're done. Uh, look for Alex Burke, Royce O'Neal to play heavy, heavy minutes in that game. Houston Rockets, again, have this thing on cruise control. But I, look, I think they'll close it out no problem today. Clint Capella, by the way, we are seeing a superstar born in front of our eyes right now. This guy is an unbelievably athletic center. I mean, strong, fast, quick, rebound machine, Joe. And the guy's got a nice touch around the rim. 
much like my ex-girlfriend. Right. But, but that's why she lasted so long. And the thing is, is that <laughs> we are, like I said, I love the playoffs because you see this, the, the emergence of, of these, these young, these, this young talent in guys like Clint Capella coming up. And then we have the, in the, uh, the, the late cap, as they would say, you have the, um, excuse me, you have the, uh, the, the, the Golden State Warriors at home against the Pelicans. Manny, look at this. Pelican play. Come on, Pelican. <laughs> and they're, uh, they're, they're up 3-1, and they're looking to close it out against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And again, a good story for the New Orleans Pelicans this year. They go in, they take out the Portland Trailblazers, knock them out. Uh, and Anthony Davis, again, he's doing all he can. Drew Holiday has become a superstar. Uh, again, one of the victims of the process. Who even knew he was in the league anymore? I did. Because I follow the NBA. Yeah, I follow the NBA. I, saw him the I, I, know, I know a lot of players in the NBA. Drew Holiday, again, he, his game has gone to a next level. Um, and he's playing lights out basketball. Him and Anthony Davis are a fantastic combination. But again, they ran to a buzzsaw, which is the Golden State Warriors. They are now fully healthy. And yeah, pardon me. Team, they are fully so. healthy. They are scary. And I cannot wait. Because these two teams, the Houston Rockets, the Golden State Warriors, have been on a collision course for one another mm-hmm. since the beginning of the season. And we are finally getting yeah. down to it. Now, a lot of people will say, uh, and, and, you know, Anthony J. Brew, Tony Brew just joined the program, so I'm going to use his name. Uh, like Tony will say that the NBA is a horrible product. For the most part, now, Tony, I will agree with him 100%. For the most part, it is a horrible product. But there are these kind of series. It's the, it's, there, there are these series that make it worth watching. The problem is, is that we have to wait to get to this point. That's the point. And that's the point that sucks for the NBA. And I don't know what it's going to take to change it. You know, maybe some of this, maybe we could start calling a travel every once in a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. something like that. That'd maybe we could crazy. start calling the flopping. Um, I think they called one last night on, the, on Boston. Yeah, Doug McGregor says Flyers did too. I, I, I don't know what that means. That but speaking the, uh, of Flyers, there's breaking news on the Flyers' front. And one of the Flyers' faithful, uh, well, one of the alum, and one of the great mullets in history, Rod Brindamore, named uh, Carolina Hurricane new, new head coach, Joe. About time. Yeah, so he's going to be. Oh, are you a big? Are you a Brindy guy? He's a mucker and a grinder. You a Br- you a Brindy guy? Yeah. Uh, again, top five mullet of all time. All right. Um, I think Warriors have no problem. Again, they're minus eleven and a half tonight. They'll what close it? this thing out against the Pelicans. It's a big number. It's a big number. But Golden State has been putting putting competition away at home. I think Steph Curry and the boys get it done, and uh, we're just all waiting on the Sixers to just kind of finish this thing up. You know, to basically just finish this thing up. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, That's basically the championship, right? You think the Western Division? Oh, yeah. But there's, there's no way. I mean, other I, than LeBron's story. I mean, obviously, LeBron's going to get ratings. This is, we're talking nine straight finals now for LeBron. That, that's amazing. Man. Nine straight finals. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, this is basically the right to lose to the, to, to the Golden State Warriors at the Houston Rockets. And whether it's Cleveland or the Sixers, if the Sixers play either the Rockets or the Warriors in the finals, they're getting swept. I'll give LeBron a game. Yeah. I'll give LeBron a game because LeBron can win a game by himself. And if he gets a little bit of help up from Kevin Love, the supporting cast, which he's been getting because, like I said, Kevin Love was, like, almost absent for the first half of that series. And then all of a sudden he started to come alive in the past three games. And I guess he finally got the, the, you know, got knocked those cobwebs out from the concussion he had. But he's, he's starting to play again like the Kevin Love of old, and he's giving LeBron James some help. Kyle Korver hitting the three. Uh, J.R. Smith, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, the, a, a big factor is George Hill finally coming back and playing substantial minutes for them at point guard and giving them some kind of substance and a, a calming figure at the guard position at the top because it's just been a, 
it's been a, a, a rotating a, a rotating uh, trio of players between uh, Clarkson and Jose Calderon, who's a million years old, and uh, you know Osserman, who's a young guy. They bring him into, and like I said, it's just been a rotation of guys, and now they finally got some uh, some. Uh, like, like, just they just shored up the point guard position again. With I'm, I'm sorry. Like, my words are just basically just everywhere today. It's been, it's been an emotional day. It's been an emotional day. But um, we're here. We're doing the podcast. I'm sweating. I'm sweating through this shirt. It's so flipping hot in here. Next time Kirk comes in here and asks for a drink, tell me a favor. Tell me, ask to put, to put the air conditioner. Oh, and we are lift off here in Philadelphia. Phillies Giants home one, run ball on a one two on a count. mammoth shot here. Wow. Who hit this one? Oh, Aaron Altair. Oh, Aaron Altair. On a 1-2 count. That's, that's Well, he atrocious. put the charge in the one over the left field fence, and it's tied now 1-1. That's a reason why uh, Holland's got a 5.7 ERA. You give up fat ones like that on a 1-2 count. Brutal. Well, whatever. It was liftoff time, and it was a home run. Oh, there. that's Beautiful fat. swing. Oh. Boom. Goodbye. And we're tied. 1-1. One, one. Anyway, so, again, Joe, you asked, and yes, uh, the Western Conference, it's a no-brainer. They're going to win it. And then going in the next year, We'll see. There's going to be a lot of shifting of the powers. Like I said, guys like Paul George and LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, whatever the heck is going on over there in, in San Antonio. Another guy, Kevin Durant, who's opted out, who's opted out because he's going to go make a, he's going to go make forty million. He's going to max out. He's going to make so much money. He's going to be the highest paid player in the league next year. But he won't be in Golden State. No. No, he will not be. Mark my words, he will not be in Golden State. You are going to start seeing some empires start to fall. The San Antonio Spurs empire oh, yeah. is going to start to fall. It will come down, Joe. It's going to come down. There's going to and another one. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I think they are going to start to collapse. Yeah. Okay. Russell Westbrook is probably one of my favorite players to watch. I mean, he definitely is. Yeah. Um, He'll get him in the playoffs, but that's about it. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I can't see Paul George sticking around. Mello. Uh, you know, he'll be he'll be uh, gone. He'll be a hired gun somewhere. Mm-hmm. It just didn't fit for him there. It just didn't fit for him there. Uh, you know, I don't think Russell Westbrook and Jeremy Grant and Steven Adams are enough to get it done. Who? Jeremy Grant. Another former uh, process guy. Horace Grant's brother? No, not Horace Grant's brother. Not Brian Grant. Remember <laughs> Brian Grant? You remember Brian Grant with the Dreads in Miami? Okay. Yes. Brian yes. Grant with the Dreads in Miami? Okay. okay. 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. Uh, you can check it on Twitter also. At Funk and Fancy. Make sure you're hashtagging the show Funk and Fancy. Now, Joe, you're going to monitor Twitter for a second. So you're going to open this okay. thing up. You're going to see what's going on over there. You got it. And like I said, because we started a little bit late tonight, we had a problem with the stream. Apparently, they got crossed somehow, some way. And <laughs> it kind of uh, it's, it slowed the process up here of getting the show up and running. So a, f- a few people were late to check in. So they probably thought that maybe we bagged the show and just figured it was nice out. So we'll do something else. It happens. Yeah, sometimes. No big deal. It, it happens. happens. Happens to every guy. Not to this guy, Joe. Oh, my bad. Long and strong is the name of my game. So, Funkin' Fantasy, make sure you're hashtagging the show. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up so- soon, Joe. I got breaking news. I'm going to break it. Not tonight, though. No? No, little, I'm going to wait. I'm going to tease it. We're going to tease it. We're going to tease it. All right? Speaking of teasing it, I'm bringing up Dr. Catfish Charlie right now to give me the Tuesday 10. He looks scared. I don't know what that was. He gave me this, this, this big pop of a look over there. It's hot. You hot, man? Are you, you have a drink? You have a beverage? He took your beverage? All right. That's a good job out of him, then. So, so Charlie's going to come up to the, to, to the desk now, and uh, every single Tuesday, we do a Tuesday 10, and Charlie just throws 10 questions at us. They're sports-related, they're life-related, entertainment, whatever the case may be. He just gives us 10 questions. We ramble off, give, us, give our opinions on them, and we may even do a Twitter poll during the show, Joe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we might do it. Yeah, why the hell not? Every, every, everybody else does a Twitter poll. If you're not doing a Twitter poll, you're not doing anything right. Kurt, you took Charlie's beverage. 
Are you thirsty? No, I'm not that thirsty. You're not that thirsty? I mean, are you sure? But the iced tea here? The iced tea is good, man. Oh, quality, quality so. tea. Quality tea. Oh, the food. The food in Moonshine is out of this world, man. And you see, you weren't even here. Now, you weren't here Sunday, but you called in. He called in on his way up to Bethlehem oh, yeah? to, do, to do a special Tuesday 10 on a Sunday. Nice. You know what we call a Tuesday 10 on a Sunday? No. Sunday 10. Yeah. Ah, so what he did creative. was he, he called in <laughs> and he gave us this. But we were, Joe and I, Corrado and I, were outside doing a show for the Broad Street Run. Okay, and this is the first ever like live sporting event that Joe and I ever ever did. Even though we weren't anywhere near the sporting event itself, <laughs> Moonshine does this thing every year where they host the runners and they can come back and they put out this great spread for them. Uh, Rich and Sam, the proprietors here at Moonshine, uh, they actually ran the race. I was running. So they were running, and they Rich. This is a funny. Rich tells me. I said, Rich, I'm like, you know, how'd you? He's like, how'd you do in your time? He goes, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even look. I said, did you train for it? He goes, I haven't run in 11 years. I, I ran a couple times, and then just, I just went and run. He, he looks goes, like he could do a good job anyway, though. Yeah, he does, but you, you should have seen him afterwards. Duck, Duck walk, bro. No shit, really? Yeah, man, oh. he, he couldn't walk. He was hurting, man. Oh, he was hurting bad. Sam, looked, Sam was great, man. He was spry. Really? If you go next door, there's about 50 medals, uh, and they're all from the Broad Street Run. Sam ran in, like, all these different... I mean, he didn't run in 50 Broad Street Runs, but he, there's, like, maybe, like, 14, 15 of them up there, and really? he hangs them up there every single... Yeah, I'm going to steal them after the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to melt them down. It's good metal, dude. That's good it's good scrap. Scrap's up. Nice. It's tough times here, man. The, um, so we did, we did the show for the Broad Street Run, and what I, what I meant was is that we had uh, multiple fires going on at once. We had the dumpster fire, which is the show, because we got out here early in the morning. It was, like, 9 a.m., and the runners are starting to come back, so they got a carbo load, right? So we had the dumpster fire here, and it was a little brisk. And then we had the kerosene heaters out there, so the kerosene <laughs> fire going. And then right in front of the podcast, they were barbecuing burgers, and we had a grease fire going on nice. right in front of the equipment. And my baseball team was down in Maryland. <laughs> on fire. And we were, no, no. We were at dumpster fire also this weekend. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. What, what, what is that noise? What is that noise? I don't know. It's either there or there. Or out there somewhere. I heard a noise. Oh, that was oh. your oh your cell phone. Charlie Charlie's girlfriend's cell phone is um was going off. Sorry. I I just it, 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 it was you with a drop. No no it distracted me. I just I just heard something going on. I, I, but he worked into another drop yeah. from that. Jet. Obviously it was just. There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. So anyway so we had the grease fire the kerosene fire the dumpster fire, and. The burgers were smelling so good. They were smelling so good. And they put out this spread. So Joe and I were, were uh, when we got done, when we got done, we went into, into Moonshine here where we do the show at. And that's where they had the, the buffet out for everyone. And you were just mentioning the food. They had the whole menu out there. dude. It was freaking incredible. The show got done at about 1230. I didn't leave here until about, oh, 330. Just sitting here eating the entire, <laughs> like these runners were like carbo loading. And I, I was dressed like a runner. Like, I had some running clothes on. And they said to me, like, oh, you know, did you run? I was like, no, I don't run. I was like, well, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm, I'm here to eat. That's it. I'm just here to carbo. I don't, I don't have to run the carbo load. It's very important. I, I may run in the future, so I'm preparing myself. Because failing to prepare, Joe, is preparing to fail. Is that a Jeter tweet? No. No. Oh. It's a Curdo tweet. 
Uh, so anyway, Jervis didn't say that before. No, Jervis did not say. It. And I got. I'm going to get into Jervis. I'm going to get into Jervis because he's been frequenting. Again? He's been frequenting another podcast. Do I have to start up another? No, one? he's been frequenting another podcast on Tuesday nights. Because I was pretty proud of myself for starting up that one. Yeah, you did stir up that pot. Those, those guys went way away, man. George, <laughs> hey, listen, man. Those Delco Flyer fans, like I said, man, George season is in full effect, so we'll never see them ever again, man. It is fishing, and it is nothing but fishing and golf and swap meets and city line app for them, brother. That's, That's it. it, man. That Jackson is it. So they're out of, country club. They are out of my hair, brother. Yeah, I am happy Rex's. about that. So my point is, is now that – so Charlie's here. Now, like I said, he couldn't he – couldn't come here yesterday on Sunday, but he did call in, and we appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now Anytime, he's here in the flesh. So without further ado, let's roll out this Tuesday 10. You guys ready? Nope. All right. Let's go. <laughs> so what happens inside the Met Gala? I'm sorry? Make oh, some- what happens inside the Met Gala? So the Met what? Gala, is, is, it's a gala inside the Met. And the Met, the Met is the art museum. It's the Metropolitan Museum <laughs> of Art. No, I'm, I'm, bringing it down for, I'm bringing it down for you to levels that are beyond comprehension, Joe. So oh, please do. The Met Gala is a gala, like I said, that happens in, in the Met, which is the Metro, Metropolitan Museum of Art. And it's basically, the, the, the Philadelphia Museum of Art does this too. They have like showcase kind of stuff. And yeah. everybody gets all fancied up. Does and Philly Jesus show up there? No, Philly Jesus does not show up there. <laughs> Damn, I wish you Not on my watch. I wish you would come here. Not on my watch. I will banquish. <laughs> his, his cross won't get through the doorway. That's one Jesus that is not rising anymore. He will never rise again. All right? His days at the museum are over. He's Jesus when he comes here. Over. So... What happens is everyone kind of just gets dressed up, and it's like a big fundraiser kind of thing, or like a big red carpet. And because again, it's New York. Now Philadelphia does this too, but they don't really do it to the extent of New York. It's not really the New York, the New York media. And people go in there, and they'll view, like there'll be a special exhibit on display, like a Van Gogh exhibit, or there'll be a modern contemporary, like a Salvador Dali, or you know, a Van, um, Picasso exhibit. There'll be some sort of like it could be. Like a Warhol thing going on. Uh, there could be someone in there. They'll have performances going on. It's basically like a big party for people that you don't really care about. Yeah. Seriously, it's just for celebrities to be seen again. But it is, it's, a, it's a very big honor for you to kind of be invited to this thing. So, But that's what goes on. You basically just go in there, you eat little quiche. You know what quiche is, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So you eat little quiche and no weenie tots. You ain't going to find any no weenie, weenie tots. Tot? No, no weenie tots. No, it's Al, Bundy, Al Bundy's favorite food, the weenie tot, by the way. I boycott that because I don't think they have mozzarella sticks. They have mozzarella sticks. Do they? Yeah. Well, I should get an they invite. have mozzarella sticks. I should get an invite then. The, it's an outrage. They go in and, like I said, they take pictures and everyone mm-hmm. just kind of lines up. And what it does, too, is it also kind of like it gives people an idea of like, hey, come to the Met and come see what's coming, what's here today. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the big thing. The winner of the Kentucky Derby was there, I think. Justify? I think you tweeted that out. <laughs> Justify? Bring no. everybody there. Uh, no, it's Jessica Parker. Oh. <laughs> I told you, man. I bet on Adrian Brody every year, man. He lets me down. She, uh, she wins yearly. Yep. All right. You see Brody's now? Brody's got a dude. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, it's getting bigger. Put up, put Sarah Jessica Parker face-to-face with Adrian Brody. Brody wins by a nose. <laughs> I'm telling you. Google, Google image that. Google image Adrian Brody, Sarah Jessica Parker. You tell me which one wins. Neck to, well, nose to nose. We need them both to get arrested so we can do a side mugshot, man. That would be classic. Oh there's, not enough, there's not enough paper. <laughs> there's not beautiful. enough film. They shoot it in panoramic. Yeah. It would take a week to get to the winner. So anyway. <laughs> exactly, Charlie. <laughs> Next question. Am I right? 
Am I right? Thank you very much. Boy, <laughs> round of applause. Who's the worst dressed person at the uh, Met Gala? Tom Brady. No. <laughs> no. No. I disagree. What is wrong? What, what did Tom Brady wear that was so wrong? He looked like John Travolta in Face Off with the spray hair. <laughs> no, the hair, no, no, the, now, the hair was outrageous. That was a, that's a bad look. Was that KD the Curry hair was the a bad look. He looked, he, looked like a, he looked like a vampire in training. He is looked, what he looked like. He looked like Larry Anderson in 1993 video, the Phillies wrap-up video, when they did a spray on his hair. They yeah, but see, exactly people naturally don't know who Larry Anderson is. They don't, they don't, they don't understand that. Okay. They don't understand he's that. He's a great Phillies broadcast. He is a great fan. He's, he's the only reason why I listen to, the radio, listen to the Phillies on the radio. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything wrong with what he wore. It was a little over the top, little but I'm an over the top kind of guy. You know, listen... Michael from 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 Dominicos, okay. Well, you know the the official formal sports uh, formal uh, formal wear sponsor of the Tony Bruno Show. He gives me all kinds of stuff to wear for all these different events. Red Ball, uh, when we were at Minnesota for the Super Bowl, yeah. I wore the most outrageous crap you could find, dude. You could find. I mean, brothers. I mean, when Michael Irvin stops you in the middle of the yeah, Super Bowl good, and says, that's... "Now that's a jacket. Get him over here." When that happens. That's when you know you're wearing some flash, all right? And I don't think there's anything wrong with Tom Ward. Sometimes it's nice to wear the traditional tuxedo. That's, that's okay. And again, if you're looking for some, uh, for some formal wear, it's prom season, all that stuff like that, make sure you get down to the minute, go 7150 Frankfurt Avenue, Frankfurt and Cotman section. He's got, he's got these tuxes, right? They're, they're almost like dry fit material. Really? Yeah, dude. They move. It's, in, it's the most incredible feeling tux. It's, it's like it feels like you got nothing on, man. It's incredible. Hmm. And if you play your cards right at prom, you may yeah, not have yeah. anything on by the end of the night. <laughs> Unless you're Jay Feeler's girl, and then, you know, you're probably yeah, going to get shot. Jay Feeler's going to get shot. So I don't think there's anything wrong with Tom Brady War. And again, the GOAT can wear whatever the GOAT wants. Tom Brady can come out wearing anything he wants. What are you going to say? That he looks like Ellen DeGeneres with Portia DeRozzi. Ooh, nice. That's kind of what he was wearing, like an Ellen, <laughs> <an> Ellen <laughs> pantsuit. I'm trying to be masculine, yet I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, righty then. <laughs> that, was a, that, that was actually, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. I think, that's, I think that you, was pretty accurate. No, that was, that was pretty accurate. That might be next level thinking. I still like the tux, though. I still, I, I know, I, I do. I, I, like, I like the tux, so. Next question. All right. If you became the leader of a newly founded country and had to design a flag for yourself, what would you design? You're fired. <laughs> Um, oh, man. Well, first it would be called, I don't know, what are we going to call it? What do I call it? Do we have to have a name for it or just you design don't have the to flag? Have a name. Just, just design the flag, the, flag. the flag. So you're a, de- you're a decorator. You're the Betty Ross of, or Betsy Ross. It would Ross be of. her too. Yeah. <laughs> I like to keep not it. Cody Ross. I like no, not Cody it, Ross. I like to keep it simple. I hate Cody Ross. I like Ross. to keep it simple. Um, and David Ross. I'd like to keep it simple. Um, I think it would be it would be a blue flag, like the sky blue, right? Okay. And just like the sun in the top or left corner. That's it. That's it. Hmm. Kind of like that's it. Just a blue. It would be a blue flag. 
with just like, you know, like the half part of the sun just poking out, you know? And maybe with like the emoji guy with like the sunglasses. Kind of like Russian. Like one of those, like, yeah, yeah, like, like, <laughs> it's like the sickle. Yeah, basically, no, no, it's, it's nothing like the sickle. It hasn't, no, it's, 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 that's inaccurate. It has nothing to do with the sickle. It's the, 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 it's the sun, right? But imagine like emoji guy with the sunglasses, like real cool, you know what I'm saying? Well, an emoji would be a good idea. Yeah, you, yeah, yours would be a shit. Just a piece of shit is what it would be. That, that's what it would be like living in your country. Well, that's Skaversky. And I'll tell you another Skaversky's thing, too. Skaversky's would be filled I'll tell with you emojis. Yeah, Jeff Skaversky is, is, is an anchor here for Channel 6 News in Philadelphia. This guy has got emojiitis, all right? Yeah. He just, he hits the button and he's just emoji, 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 emoji. I'm like, man. Jeff, nothing in this planet, that's nothing in this world is 7,000 emoji, le- crying emoji funny. Nothing could be that much fire. If you pressed one more fire emoji, you may set Twitter on fire. It may literally start a spark. You can't do it. You know what this is? This is a, a classic case of the middle-ager trying to be hip, trying to be fun with the kids, and trying to attack attention by saying, if I put out every emoji possible on this cell phone, someone's going to pay attention to it. Yeah. Stop. Just stop doing it. Just stop. One. One will suffice. Well, I, think I don't even use them. I use emojis with one person, and I do that completely off air, okay? And I use it just in, like, tongue-in-cheek as kind of funny stuff. Right. But I normally never do. I usually use my words, okay? I'm even getting off the gift game a little bit. Really? Yeah, I'm getting off the gift game a little bit. It's, it's, it's starting to take away the comedic, you know, the, the natural, like, it's, it's, it's making it so everyone can be funny. Yeah, when Twitter started having that option, like, I liked it before where you had to go on. We actually got to go yeah, search. People go, yeah. oh, where'd you get it? I'm like, oh, I'm not letting yeah, you know I, where I got it. I had to dig for that. I had to find that. That's why All I right? like making my own. I make a lot of my own. And I don't, you know, here's a, here's a fun fact. I don't know how to make an emoji. You want to know why? An emoji or, or No, I mean, I mean a, a gift. You want to know why? Ask, ask me why. Why? Because I got a life. Oh. <laughs> I knew that was coming. That's why. Well, if you knew it was coming, why'd you say it? I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, so, no, but that's, gotta, that's what my flag will be. I want everyone to know, I want everyone to know that it's Happy Town, <laughs> it's Happy Town in Curdo County, all right? And <laughs> it's bright and cheery. It's a bright sunshine. However, Until you park in a spot. however, the breaking news is it is a dictatorship, all right? Uh, yeah. All right? It isn't a dictatorship. So let it be written. So let it be done. We don't play any of this democratic rules crap. You want to protest? Put my foot in your ass, all right? <laughs> You want to vote, you don't get to vote. In fact, you know what? We're going to vote on if you're not allowed to vote. That's the only option you I have. Like, I liked how they used to vote for uh, the election. Lift off, Iraq. another home run there for the Philadelphia Phillies. They brought out the whooping stick tonight, man. Look at this, man. The Phillies putting on a, a, a crooked. They put a crooked number up there, Joe. I think he two. Went, he went, <laughs> he, he went two. Two. Well, it's hitting weather now. You know what they're yeah, saying? Absolutely. Looks like he's running backwards yeah. when you're watching in the mirror. That's because you're watching in the mirror. Just saying. So, anyway, next question. All right. Do you enjoy fighting in professional sports? Nope. Unless it's boxing or mixed martial arts. Baseball, I do. Because it serves a purpose, I think. Fighting? Yes. Fighting serves a purpose in baseball. Adventure clear, yes. No. Baseball baseball is is a great sport because, like you said, it it basically – it governs itself, right? There's no now, time, again, now, Joe. Yeah. I'm, I, listen, there's many reasons why it's you're, great, a player, yeah. you're a player. Yep. You're a player. You're a player. You you you, you played in a college level. I played NCAA 2007 on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you're a pitcher. Yes. Right. Yes. If the opposing team's pitcher goes up there and hits the batter, yes. pay attention. I'm listening. Okay. I'm with you. If he goes up there and hits one of your guys, mm-hmm. 
I'm pretty sure next time up on the mound, you're going to go up there and you're going to buzz the, you're going to buzz the tower, right? Yeah, do a little flyby. Right? Sure. Yep. But that right there should be enough. Right. Well, it depends. If it's, a guy, oh. Now, if a guy, there should be no reason why a baseball, why the hitter is charging the mound. He should, now, you know you got hit mm-hmm. because someone else got hit. Right. And if the guy hits you, you should know that, guess what? The next, the, the next guy's up in, uh, on deck, the next, the next three hitters for the, uh, for the opposing team, they better get in their minds like, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna get, I'm probably going to get something in my ear. Right. There's no reason why grown men should be fighting each other in the middle of a field. Hockey, you're allowed to hit people. You're allowed to check, okay? You can do that. Mm-hmm. The reason, the fact that they let you drop gloves and the referee's like, hey, just, just talking. They're just <laughs> talking, right? You got to skate around. Everyone's got to wait till Jimmy and Billy get it out of their system. Let them throw some punches. You're fist fighting in the middle of a rink. Yeah, You're that- grown adults. Fist fighting in the middle of a hockey rink doesn't belong, okay? In football, that's just stupid. Which is barbaric as it as it yeah. comes as a, as a sport. You're open. You're 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 closing your fist and you're punching a guy with a, with a helmet on. <laughs> that I do believe there it should be fighting in football because if you're that stupid, yeah. you deserve to have your hands broken. Unless okay? you take the guy's helmet off and beat him with it, which uh, that was what that's Miami be murder one. That was in Miami Hurricanes, right? I think they did that. It's in the rule book, but no one knows what it really is. Right. No one knows what it really is. Basketball, there are sports where you're allowed to fight. You're a boxer. You're a mixed martial artist. They're, they're, you know, the, the, these, these things you're allowed to fight, and that's what the, it's what the whole sport is based on. Can they just, fight just in play, curling? Just play baseball. They don't just, fight in curling. They don't they? fight in curling. No, they yell a lot. They scream a lot. They fight. They in say corn, things. Cornhole, they fight. I well, cornhole was played out in a parking lot, Joe. And that's one, the parking lot's a different story, all that right? Was a huge brawl in that one. Listen. Cornhole is something that happens in backyard alleys. It happens... Um, bedrooms? No, well, it happens... Not bedroom. Well... Watch out for your cornhole, bud. That's <laughs> the kind of cornhole that happens in bedrooms. And that, that is a sport that also governs itself, too. But, it, I mean, there's a lot of drinking that goes on. These are, this is a sport where guys actively drink to be able to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't just go out there sober and play, play cornhole. you got to be no. drinking. I mean, we talked to the guys who won. Yep. The cornhole championships. And old timers say, hey man, I got you know, I got my red cup and I'm drinking. I yeah. play better when I'm drinking. You know, and, and and that's okay. But let me ask you this, right? So you're a baseball player. You're a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And a hitter charges the mound. Mm-hmm. What happens if one day if a guy just, I don't know, one of these alleged PED users has a PED moment? And I don't know, take said baseball bat to the mound with him and wraps you across the freaking head with it and spills your brains on the rubber. Yeah, that would probably hurt. There should be an electric fence at the plate. (laughs) If a runner takes (laughs) off towards the mound, (laughs) pull you back. back. (laughs) They pull you back. Juan Marichal actually did charge the mound with a a baseball bat. What happens if that happens? I'm I'm just saying, Joe. There's no reason for it. There's, no, there's, there's, no re- there's no reason why you should be. Now, I, I mean, understand Harper, about. Harper I understand about. I understand. Luckily, he missed. I mean, that was. Yeah. He I definitely get, tried to hit him. Just, I get the whole, like, you know, you guys got to come out. Hey, the bench is coming out. Oh, oh yeah. hey, guys, let's take it easy kind of thing. I get that. And you get the people talking smack back and forth. Yeah. But to have a complete melee, guys getting suspended, guys getting hurt, not to mention the fact that we're cheering this stuff and there's young children in the stands that you're watching this. And let's go to Little League games and 
Let's watch the parents all scream at each other. Yeah, they fight even worse they're than the players do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insane. No, they're, they're there is absolutely man. no reason to have fighting in professional sports if it's not the sport itself. Just to, it's just my opinion. It's how I feel. And if anybody wants to, sit, wants to sit here and say, oh, well, oh, Luigi, you're being a softie. You're being a pansy. I, I was an amateur mixed martial artist. I fought. I got paid to do that. I also played baseball. I played football. I played soccer. I played, t- well, tennis. I did throw my racket twice. <laughs> yeah, a little I, I, I did throw my racket twice. Macanero anger. I did, I did throw my racket twice. <laughs> I did throw my racket twice. Uh, thankfully, it didn't connect. Either work is... Didn't bounce up and hit you in the no, 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 no. I just I did throw my racket twice. But I'm just saying is that I played all these sports, and I was a fighter. And I never thought about putting my hands on anyone else during the middle of a fight. I mean, during the middle of a game. If, someone, if, a, if a pitcher hit me with a ball, did I look at him like I wanted to kick his ass? No. If a guy tripped me in soccer, did I get up and want to fight him? No. If a guy pushed me in a basketball court, did I want to get up and fight him? No. Yeah, so why? Why can I control myself and I fought for a living, but these guys are just want to be just knuckle-dragging frickin' cavemen and want to swing their hip fists at everybody? No, it's stupid. It's just, it's just my opinion. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I'm just saying it's just my opinion. I hear you. <laughs> Next question. All right. It's on the same uh, level. What enemy of the Philadelphia 4-4 nation did you want to punch in the face the most? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Following it right back up with that. So, which enemy? So, opposing athlete. Oh, oh. so what opposing athlete would I much like to punch in the face? Yes. Like a hate-the-face guy kind of guy. Yeah. I'm a hate-the-face guy. Did you hear yeah. about that on Twitter? I'm a hate-the-face guy. I, I, so, I get into an argument with, with, with someone, and someone goes, oh, don't worry about him. He's just a hate-the-face guy. Oh. And I, I literally was just, I, I was beaming with pride. I'm like, I finally made shtick. I'm like, I'm a hate-the-face guy. I I'm, I'm up there with Bobby Hurley, Christian yeah. Leitner, Jason Witten. I'm a, I am a hate-the-face guy. I love it, dude. Eli. That's Eli. <laughs> well, I don't got a stupid look on my face. Yeah, that's true. Seriously. Um, that's a fetus. What would I say? <laughs> um, I think I make my list like every month. I re-up what my, my top athlete. five guys. Yeah, it's Baseball-wise. Right now, it's Buster Posey. <laughs> no. <laughs> Baseball-wise, I would... And this is, a, this is this, so you're talking about a, a, a guy who was a thorn in the side for one of our sports teams, right? Charlie, bring it in. Yeah. For one of our sports teams, right? Yep. <sighs> All right. I'd, I'd go Chipper, Larry. That's my dad's favorite baseball player. Really? I hate Larry. Well, and you Jose, can hate him all you want, but he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a JD, JD baseball player. JD Drew. And Jose Reyes. Uh, JD Drew was a non factor. No, he was a non factor to me. I, would, I, would, I, I agree with that. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play here either. If it's a hockey time. player, <laughs> I really I'll, I'll start off with hockey. I'll start off with hockey. How am I talking about Scott Stevens? Because it's Lynn no, Johnson's it's, it's Johnson's fault for not keeping his absolutely. head Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dale Hunter. I hated Dale Hunter. Ty Domi. Ooh, I would never punch that dude in the head. Ty no Domi. Dude's got I like to fight Ty Domi. Dude's got to. No, I think I, I like to fight Ty Domi. Philly Sports Nut goes, turn off the mics and work on your marketing. You have literally no one listening to what you're saying. Now you guys have three. So I don't even know who the Philly Sports Nut is. See, the thing is with this program is that it's about the recording. It's what gets downloaded after the show. Not a lot of people listen live. They listen to the next day. I have no idea who you are. Since I there's 3,000 podcasts figure out, going let's figure out who the, let's, let's see who. Joe, can you do some research here and fill out, figure out who the Philly Sports Nut is so we can get down to this? I love a troll. I mean, seriously, I, mean, I don't know what it is that you do. I have no idea why you're here and you're, you're commenting on this. Um, <laughs> if it's him, he's got 
12 followers it's, on Twitter. It, it, that's okay. That's fine. But thanks for watching. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. Again, it's, it's about downloads, which are right around, I don't know, 12,000 or so a month. So I'm, I think I'm doing okay. Um, anyway, the, if it's basketball, um, man, it's so hard. Can I punch one of my own players? Like, like I, I punch one of my own guys? Dude, uh, I'd like to punch Covington for not being... I think I tweeted last night, he is 0 for 2,416 layups. No, I, I, he hasn't even attempted that many layups, though. So you came basically. He's attempted three layups. It, I would say... Part if, of my sarcasm if it's gonna be, my beauty. If it's going to be basketball... Um, I, I want to punch Billy King in the face. Ooh, why? Because he ruined my Sixers for about 10 years. Man. That's <laughs> yeah, why. I want to punch Billy... Nah, um, Did he not Danny leave dumpster Ainge. fires in his wake everywhere. everywhere he went? And he still gets jobs. It's amazing. <sighs> Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I would, I'd probably say Billy King. And then if it's going to be baseball, Chipper's hard to beat. I hate it. He's hard, he's hard to beat. I mean, if we're I, talking about the divisional thing. I don't use yeah, heat chip, very chipper, often, but yeah, heat's are I would say, I, Yeah, I, you know what, Joe? I'm going to agree with you. I, I, would, I would probably punch Chipper Jones in the face, too, if I had the chance to. Uh, and that's nothing against Chipper. Like I said, he's a great player. Um, football? The list is long. Very long. <laughs> the list is long. Um, Emmett Smith. Yeah. Well, you could just pretty much deck any cowboy. Any, either, both barbers, so yeah. their mama could feel it. You could deck any cowboy. Oh, my God. I was partying with, T I was partying with Tiki, though. Yeah? Yeah, Tiki's a cool guy. I picture of Tiki's a cool guy. Um, let's go with... I'd want to punch Chris Cooley in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to punch. He was he was Gronk before Gronk. He was Gronk before social media. Shock, if Chris Cooley was was before Gronk, if Chris Cooley was a, no was if Chris Cooley was around during social with social media was around when Chris Cooley played. Let me rephrase that. Um, I think he would have been like a Gronk kind of guy. I think I like to punch him in the face. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's just that's that's me. I, I don't really, I'm not a violent guy, Joe. I'm a lover, man. I am. You know that. <laughs> Is Mark Chamora out of jail for talking tight ends? No. Is he still oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, though, there was somebody. I got I to look. Hold on. I got to get this. I want to make sure this is right because a local guy. Um, where the hell is it at? This guy, Rob. His son got, got, got signed by the Cleveland Browns. A tight end. Really? His name's Rob Allen, I think, on Twitter or something like that. Let me just double check this real fast. Let me get some facts. You're supposed to be doing this for me. It is. Rob Allen, at Rad for three. I don't even follow you, man, and you don't follow me, which is a crime, but you're probably following Tony Bruno, so it's fine. Um, his son, where the heck is it? No, no, where's it? Where's his son? His son is, I'm, I can't believe this is, I can't, I can't find this damn tweet now. Where the heck is it? His son is, well, at the hybrid 11 or whatever it is, but his son is Julian Allen, tight end. He signed a contract with the Cleveland Browns. And that, and that is pretty flipping cool, man. That's really, really cool. Now, again, Rob, I don't mean any disrespect about talking about you or your kid at all. If you don't give me the, 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 the permission to do so, I just want to say, Rob, from, from me to you, man, congrats as a father. Not that I'm a dad, but congrats as a father because his son, That's be a great his feeling, son man. sent him a text message saying, on my way to the facility now, just wanted to say thank you for all you do and all you've ever done. Love you, Pops. That's awesome. As a dad, I mean, does it get any better than that? I mean, seriously, man. So, Rob Allen, 
congratulations to your son. He's a member of the Cleveland Browns. Um, Guess what? I signed a contract with the NFL team. Great. Who was yeah. it with? The Cleveland Browns. No, nah, hey, listen, man. <laughs> listen, Cleveland, nah. Cleveland's got some stuff going on nah, over there, do. so we'll see. So they hopefully do. his kid works out for him. That's a great story. Uh, he's, big, he's a big kid, tight end. Uh, big pass catching tight end. I was watching a little tape of him. I'm not gonna sit and say he was a combine guy. I'm not a combine guy. You're watching tape now? But he was signed as a free agent, and uh, that that's just great for him, man. So congratulations to Rob Allen, your family. That's awesome news, man. Like I said, I don't know you from Adam. I don't know you from Allen. But nice. I just want to say congratulations on behalf of the uh, the Funkin' Fantasy Podcast and the entire world there, man. It's a great moment for you as a dad. So um, good luck to your kid out there in Cleveland. You gonna drop the 22 and put NFL at the end of your? Uh Hashtag? No. Your no, no, you no, get one no. of those profile No, no, no. I am a strictly a fantasy analyst, Joe. <laughs> All right? I do fantasy sports, things that really matter. That's what I do. <laughs> and I get it right 60% of the time. That's it. It's not Sometimes. He made, he made me money. I make everybody money. You do. You listen to me, I'm going to get you paid. That's it. I'm going to get you paid. Next question. Pick three deceased people. Everyone should look up to as role models. Abraham Lincoln. Um, God never lied, man. That's true. Shouldn't lie. Should always tell the truth. Truth with a T. Honest Abe. <laughs> um, Frank Sinatra. That's what I was expecting. If- Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. I mean, literally, man. Like, just, 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 he would just go all three. Yeah, just live your life your way, man. Seriously. I mean, and, and, and a funny little story. Frank and I could have, well, Frank did go to jail, and I should go to jail for the same crime. Still have it, though. So we have, uh, you, can, you people out there can figure that one out for yourself. Frank Sinatra <laughs> went to jail for something. I should be going to jail for it. Uh, the other thing is, yeah, like I said, Frank lived life to the fullest. He lived to, you know, into his 80s. He was rich, drank a lot, hung out with all the celebrities. Um, you know, I, I, I would just say, like I said, man, he, the guy literally, you know, he did it his way. So I, I would say Frank Sinatra. And the other one would be, oh, man. See, it's, t- it's such a loaded question, man, because there's so many people that are dead. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't want to go Jesus. I don't want to say Jesus. No. I don't want to say Jesus. Um, my favorite, Mother Teresa. Man. Mother Teresa. Seriously. She was the most selfless human being on the planet. On the planet. Didn't have an ill bone in her body. They had no idea. I mean, I'm sorry. She, like... She, she didn't look at anyone. She didn't look at race. She didn't look at color. She didn't look at man, woman. She didn't look at disease. She, yeah, didn't look at she just saw a person. Leprosy, man. Yeah, she man, saw a spirit. She saw a soul. And that's the way I, like, that, I, I wish I was that way. Like, Joe, I honestly got truth, man. You know, Tony Bruno always says about shutting down everything and just calling a day and going to some island and growing out the skullet and having a good day and drinking all that stuff like that. I'm ready, to go, I'm ready to go join the mission, dude. I'm ready to go help people. I, I, I seriously, like, I, I, I say this every year. I want to be able to, I want to go to donate my time somewhere. I, I really get no other, I, I get no greater joy than helping other people. 
I really don't, man. I, I'm a self. I am. I'm a very selfless person. I'll give you the shirt on my back, and it's not just because I like to show off what I got underneath of it. It's because that I think people, you know, deserve whatever. If you have something more than someone else, you should help bring that person up. I mean, I, that's it, man. I, and I'm not talking about the fact that like. You know, you worked harder than them in school, so you got further ahead. I'm just saying that if people are sick, if people need help, you should be able to, you should help them. You should want to help them, and you shouldn't even think twice about it. So, right. yeah, Mother Teresa. So, Mother Teresa, what, what two things don't have anything in common? Mother Teresa and Frank Sinatra and Abe Lincoln. Because, again, I like a tall guy with a hat and a big beard. So, I'm going Abe. What about you, Joe? <laughs> I'm good with those three, man. You can't be good with you got to have something else in the program, Joe. I'd go Martin Luther King. You want to go Martin Luther King. I'm taking... This what is, do you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? I'm taking Mother Teresa out and putting Martin Luther King in. All right. Martin Luther King. Okay. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand you and Martin Luther King. Especially because of the fact that this is what I heard from you off air. <laughs> Sir, my message is simple. <laughs> Naggers, Jews, homosexuals, Mexicans, Arabs, and all kinds of different chanks stink, and I hate it. <laughs> so I just want to understand where Martin Luther the King comes in <laughs> under that. Can you, you care to explain, Joe? No, you weren't ready for that, word. No, I wasn't. Right. No, but as Next soon as question. I saw you start scrolling, I'm like, shit, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Next question. Is there anything you did inside your high school that if there were cameras, cell phone cameras, you would have gotten in tons of trouble for? No. I did it all outside of school. I cut class all the time, man. So, no. Um, you know, probably the typical just like the smoking in the boys' room yeah. kind of thing, you know? And, uh, I, I guess that's basically... I, I really wasn't a bad kid in high school. You know, I, I, I wasn't. I, 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 stuck to, I kept to myself... Played sports a little bit, went to class. I mean, like I said, I played hooky. Um, what the cool kids are calling it anymore? Hooky? God, I'm dating no, myself. I have no idea. I, I was know. cutting class. I wasn't cool back then. I don't even know. I remember. I remember. I remember. I cut class one time. Uh, not one time. Uh, for 27 consecutive days, I missed opening period. Jeez. Because I was going to breakfast. I would go to breakfast every single. My buddy Rob. I'd meet his grandma at the Liberty Bell Diner. Every single morning with her friends, and I would have breakfast with her friends. It was two bucks, man. Two bucks for breakfast. You get to eat. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I've been fed this crap my entire life. I gotta eat. All right. So I would walk to school, and I'd go to the diner. I'd sit down with Granny, and I'd have breakfast with her and her three friends, and we'd BS. It was like basically me and the Golden Girls. All right. And I'd hang out with them, and I would stroll in. A, you know, school starts at eight fifteen. I'm getting there right around oh nine thirty. Okay. Now was your buddy there too? Who Rob? No. No, not just going to meet his grandma. grandma. Just his grandma. That's just hanging awesome. out with his grandma. Granny's cool people, man. <laughs> so we would get there, and I'd have breakfast, and I, I'd walk into school. And again, I got to go in there, and they got to check. You got to sit in there for 15 minutes because you're late, and you got to wait for, for homeroom to end before first period starts. So I had this thing mapped out. So I had 15 minutes to finish my coffee before I went to, before I went to class. This is like sophomore year. I'm drinking coffee. I'm like 15 years old. So... I'm sitting in there, and finally I go, and you got to give your name. And they're like, you know, I'm like, Luigi Curto. And they're like, all right, here, here. And then finally, after like the 27th day, I go in there, and they go, your name is written, on pen is written in pencil. It's no longer printed out on paper. It's written in pencil. And I'm like, why is it written in pencil? And they're like, because we're about to erase, erase you from, from the roster. 
And I'm like, all I'm doing is missing homeroom. Like, I, I, well, I don't go in here and, and turn in my homework. I don't go hang, like, I, I don't go sit there and share book bag stories with people in the class. I'm eating breakfast. What the frick's the problem? I didn't miss first period. I'm passing all my classes. They're like, you have to be present in the homeroom. I'm like, oh, because you got to keep the numbers up. Right, I got it. He goes, what'd you say? I'm like, no, nothing. And he goes, well, we're going to escort you out. You have to leave. You have to leave. And then you have to come back with your parents and get yourself put back on roll. And I was just like, okay. And they said, and the guy, Mr. Thomas, who worked there at the time, one of the security guards, he comes over and he goes, uh, we're going to have to bring someone over to escort you out. I said, I can find my own way out. I, I, I've been cutting class for, I know for two years. I know how to get out. Trust me. All right, buddy? I know how to get out. Seriously, I was written in pencil because they were going to drop me from roll because, again, the numbers count. Jesus. So that's, what, that, that's your public school system here in Philadelphia. Next question. What billionaire would you most like to see go broke? You're fired. Mark Cuban. Really? Yep. Don't like Mark Cuban. Oh, I like him. I think he's a putz. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a putz. Mark Cuban. Nah, actually, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. George Soros. Who? Oh, totally. Who? Soros. Who the hell is George Soros? Socialist wannabe son of a... Who, who is he? The one that funds all those protests. Oh, that prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. even American. No, that, I don't want to see him penniless. I want to see him flipping legless. That's what I want to see. That guy... Joe, I, I tell you, that, that bastard walks, all right? He, he walk, I'm telling you, he walks, all right? That guy, he, no, he deserves a death penalty. The hell with that. Um, no, actually, not, not, not Cuban. I would probably say Zuckerberg. Oh, really? that's a good one. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, because he got, he got rich by stealing something. True. And he is... Listen, let, let's be real. He's and a genius. And he just made more money just calling got, a dating look, app, look, which... Listen, he's a genius, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is, he is a genius. But it is an unresounding fact that he is also an asshole, okay? He is an amazing, arrogant prick. And I want to see him absolutely penniless. I want to see him have to struggle. I want to see him have to break his back for a living. Shovel. Never lay brick. I want to see him have to actually work. Home run. Is that out of here? Is that Carlos nah, Santana? That's nah, it's not got the distance. Morning track power. Hit the too high. Point. It was too high. I kid you not. I was telling Jess on the way here, saw a post from Facebook about how he started from the bottom in a Harvard dorm. And now <laughs> he's there. Started from the bottom. Started from the Harvard bottom in a Harvard dorm. dorm. Some people would love to just get to the Harvard dorm. Started from the bottom in a Harvard dorm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why he's got to be penniless. That, that's me. Next question. What movie that debuted before your birth that you've never seen do you most feel the need to see? Gone with the Wind. Let me check to see what time this movie came out. <laughs> Joe, say something. Say something. Talk. Okay. Why Gone with the Wind? Never seen it. Just wanted to, I know it's one of the classics because I've seen pretty much all the other movies. Like Damn it. That one just missed. That one just missed. Ah. Uh, I was going to say E.T. because I've never seen E.T. Are you serious? I've really? never seen E.T. Nope. See never Thomas Howe? That's got to be around your birth. Like 80, your birth I was born in 81. And really? E.T. came out in 82. Oh, man. What movie have I not seen? Um, you saw Stripes, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> Love Stripes. Uh, let me see here. My mom made me watch Gone with the Wind. 
Really? I've never yeah. seen it. That's, so that's, that's it right there. So Gone with the Wind and Casablanca. I've never seen both of them. I watched e I'm sorry. Never, I've, ne I've never seen either of them. And I, I consider myself a movie guy. Yep. These are two of the greatest movies ever made. Jess is shaking her head. Yes, she's probably seen them both. And I have never seen them. No, she's never seen either one of them. I've never seen them. She hates black and white movies, I hear. She won't watch them. Really? No, I don't That's know. True. I'm just making that shit up. Do you like black and white movies? Well, speaking of black and white movies, which is half black and white and half, and half in color, before this Christmas, I never saw It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, really? That's a favorite of mine. I've never That's seen it. And color? I'm telling you right now. That's not in color. Oh, it's, it's black a, and white. It's black and white. I thought, I'm oh, sorry, oh. I'm sorry. I, I thought for some reason. Wizard of Oz was the. That's the one that went back okay. and forth. Yeah. George Bailey? That's my dog. Yeah, that's a good movie. That's my boy. Good movie. George, me and George Bailey are like this. I'm telling you. He's quoted <laughs> on my Facebook profile. George Bailey's a good man. Yeah. He's a good man. Who's your Clarence? Clarence? Yeah. Uh, Is that Tony? It's got to be Tony. Nah, he's a prick. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Nah, Tony's definitely my Clarence. Richard Moonshine? <laughs> nah, Robin's probably my Clarence. Yeah. Yeah, Robin's my Clarence. She's not my Clarence. She's my Clarence. That bombed. <laughs> Let's get to the next question, Charlie. Hurry the hell up. What's a we nice done with this yet? <laughs> what's a nice breakfast spot for a date? $2 special. <laughs> my, my living room floor. What are you talking about? My, have you ever had my eggs? Have you ever had my eggs? You should stay over. You, I'm telling you, everyone stay over. You, my eggs are like, you can sleep on pillows. You know when, like, you, you know when people put on Twitter and they go to Gordon Ramsay's site and they post their stuff and he rips them apart? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would give me a roaring round of applause. Really? Yes. Oh, you should do it then. My eggs are phenomenal. Sunday morning bro. podcast. My, my, <laughs> we, can, we can do it. We can do a Sunday morning podcast at my house. Um, a good breakfast spot. Uh, locally in Philadelphia, oh man, these the, the diners that people go to—they're like trash. I mean, the Mayfair Diner is garbage. Melrose Diner is garbage. It's just garbage. Um, I mean, basically, all you gotta do to be a successful diner is just like slap 17 pounds of home fries on someone's plate and three eggs. Yeah. Like, look at all the food. <laughs> like, if the pancakes um, are bigger than the plate, man. You got me. Best one that actually, I know one. A little hidden gem. And it's in Port Richmond. You familiar with the Port Richmond area? Not at all. Charlie? A little bit. Are you familiar with it? Are you familiar with the Port? No, you're not familiar with the Port Richmond area? What do you do here? The, um, the Hinge Cafe. Nah, I've never seen it. It was owned by two lesbian women. They have, they're only open on dinner. Any, like, they used to be open for dinner all the time, but then like, something happened with the chef. So they only open on dinner for special occasions. Okay? Like Valentine's Day dinners and New Year's Eve dinners. And the food is freaking incredible. But they, do, but they do breakfast and lunch. Their breakfast is right on par, if not above, some of the best you're going to pay downtown ritzy Philadelphia. Really? Phenomenal, phenomenal food. Yeah, that right there is worth getting up early to go to breakfast. But me, I make breakfast every morning, man. My, I, I, Joe, I got some crazy, crazy creations, man. My, dude, my cinnamon crunch crusted freaking French toast, out of this world, bro. I like that. Out of this world, bro. Out of this world. There's a place right down the street from Crados, uh, PB Diner. That place is. Oh, I heard a PB Diner. That place. I heard really, a PB man. Diner. It's not bad. It's not bad. Jersey's Jer right still got some good diners hanging around. Um, I'm a big Triple D guy. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. I really, <laughs> I, I like really, that I show, love man. that freaking show. I can't. Yeah. I binge watched that show. I love it. Uh, but I think. There are some phenomenal diners all across the land. There's just not many here. There's not many here. And when I think breakfast, 
Like I said, the Hinge Cafe, but I'm thinking diner. I mean, there's nothing like just waking up in the morning, going to the diner. You got the chatter of all the people. You got the old people. You got the older folks talking about the Phillies game or the sports game, whatever happened, whatever town you're in. You have the you have the women bitching about them talking about sports. You have little kids dropping stuff all over the place. Orange juice. Bo- oh. This 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 is where the outrage comes. All right, this is where the freaking outrage. Orange comes. juice hit the nerve. Uh, yeah. Oh, it hit the flip a nerve. All right. Zero to Where 100. do you get off? The diner gets off. If you want to prove you have money, you want status in this country, you go to a diner and you order you order a glass of orange juice and you tell them leave the bottle. That's status. It's seven fifty for a glass of orange juice, Joe. Seven fifty for eight ounces of pulp. They give you more for semen. It's seven fifty. Seven fifty for a gl- for eight ounces of orange juice. They charge you every time they fill it back up. It's flipping oranges. We got a state full of them. Yeah. And they charge that much for orange juice. Kurt, the waiter here at Moonshine. Yes, have you ever ordered orange juice out? Yeah. Is it a crime? What? That they charge you for how much they charge you for orange juice? Well, in this city it's like four bucks. And they water it down. I'm not saying moonshine. <laughs> I've had I had their orange juice. I had their orange juice on Sunday. It's not watered down. And I also didn't pay for that orange juice. Right, they water it down, right? So where do you get off selling oranges for that? Not you personally, not moonshine. They don't do that. They don't rip people off here. Moonshine is a Callahan Auto Parts. They make food for the working class man because that's who they are and that's who they represent. Okay? Nicely done. My thing is, is that diners charge you an absorbent amount of money. Dude, the, the orange juice costs you more than the flipping pancakes you got on your goddamn plate. Yeah. How do you do that? How can you charge people that much money for oranges? It's a piece of fruit, man. You can pick it off a tree. Same thing with nuts. You ever, you, ever, you ever see the cost of nuts? It's like $16 a pound. Try buying almonds. You can't. You got to take out a second mortgage. I don't even bother looking for it, man. No. You can't pay healthy. That's what I said. People are complaining. It, was, it reminded me of, of, a, of a, you know, they have the Facebook memories thing. Speaking of Zuckerberg, see how it goes full circle? They have the Facebook memories. You know, a year ago today, I tweeted out, I, well, I, I put on, on Facebook, I said, people are complaining about a, 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 a hike in soda tax. Meanwhile, I'm paying $6 for a bag of spinach. But hey, you know what? That's not, that's, not my, that's not my business. How, it costs you more to eat healthy. That's what it does. Yeah, you, you want, yep. This country is the most obese country in the entire world. Okay, Diabetes is running rapid all over the place. But yet, what do we do? Make the foods that are bad for us cheaper and the foods that are good for us more expensive. Do you see the issue here, America? Do we see the problem? Do you see the problem? The things that, 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 that grow, we charge more for. The things that we have to make, we charge less for. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Did you ever notice that most fast food places, more of them are in the hood than they are in the suburbs? Well, po- it's poverty, man. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. But I'm saying, but, but think about it this way. Most people, including myself, I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a wealthy man by any means. I mean, I have a very successful podcast here. I mean, look at the spread. <laughs> but I'm just saying is that, I, 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 you know, I live, I live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't make six figures a year. I figure, how I'm, I figure out how I'm going to make it to the end of the year. That, that's mm-hmm. how I am, okay? Just like most of the Americans in, this, in, you know, in, the, in the country today. It costs you 10 bucks to feed a family of five at KFC. If you go to the, to this, to the grocery store, the supermarket, wherever you're, you know, however you want to call it, with $10, what are, you, what are you walking out of there? Pop-Tarts? No. You, you know what you can get? You can get a, a, couple, a couple pounds of the cheapest spaghetti you can possibly get. Yeah. With a few jars of maybe the cheapest pasta sauce you could possibly get. And that's, and that's how you're feeding your family. 
So look at it. I mean, I'm rather going to go to KFC and get a full meal for six people for 10 bucks or go to the supermarket and I'm going to get just spaghetti for, for a few people. I, I, it's, it's just, it baffles me, man. Stuff that, it grows in the freaking earth, dude. Like potatoes and onions and vegetables and spinach. Spinach, is, we, got, we got forests of this shit. And they charge an absorbent amount of money for it. Why? Because they got to wash it. They got to wash it. You got to pay the guy who's making the food to wash his hands. And he doesn't even do that yeah, half the time. Should have done All that right? I'm lettuce. just saying, dude, that, 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 that's my big thing, is that the diners charge too much money for orange juice. Stop it. It's just, it's out of control. It's out of control. I bring my own. Try to stop me. <laughs> Try to stop me. And when I say I bring my own, it's not the stuff I buy. Because, you know, to go buy orange at the grocery store, it's like, it's like four or five bucks a freaking jug, which is out of control. Squeeze my own. You know, squeeze my own. I squeeze an orange. Yeah. You know what my biggest problem with the diner is? What's your biggest problem? I don't get to finish my coffee and they're already filling it up. No. I, I have no. milk and cream in there. No. I, got you. I got you beat. You want, we want to talk about no, Mount Rushmore of, of, of diner problems? Here we go. Mix it all over I mean, again. Let me, here's the problem. Toast. Here's they the problem. You. They charge you. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> when you sit down... They, you order your breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. Your coffee comes out first thing. Waitress, come, any good way comes out. Coffee, water, orange. Don't ask me for orange juice, you freaking crazy bitch. <laughs> I'm saying they come out, they bring you the drinks first, right? And then you order your breakfast. What's the first thing they bring to the table? Your toast. Before your food even arrives. Five, six, seven, ten minutes before your food even arrives. What's that toast doing in the meanwhile? Getting cold. Soggy toast. Now I have cold <laughs> bread. I have wet, cold <laughs> bread. Am I wrong? Now I have wet, cold bread rather than toast. So my thing is, is that you should bring all the food out at once and push the little button on the toast. Because what it is, is like the diners get busy, so they just pop the toast real quick, right? And then they, they go and they do something, they come back, and the toast is up. But it's been up for about maybe two and a half minutes already, and the toast is, to- and the toast is cold. And some places, they butter the bread for you. You lazy pricks, you can butter your own bread. I don't want butter on my bread. If I want to put butter on my bread, I'll do it myself. Because what they do is they take this liquid thing, right? And they just they dip the bread in there. It's just freaking just shock it in there. And I don't want a coronary, all right? I, I don't like all this butter on my bread. I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I'm, I'm more of just like, you know, I just... Uh, a touch. I never knew you had this many issues. Just with a touch, diners, man. This is amazing. <laughs> but am I wrong? I'm so glad I. Tried. When's the last time? Absolutely. When's the last time you went to a diner and got hot toast? This past weekend. Bullshit. Brass Rail in Allentown. <laughs> Brass Rail. They. Oh, that's where you were heading to. That's on where I was heading to. Did they bring it to you at the same time? They bring it to you with your food. Kudos. Kudos to the Brass. And did you enjoy your toast? Did the breakfast taste just a little better, knowing that? Um, <laughs> That your toast was warm. Oh, definitely. That because you know, we want to know what you know. What's worse than you know? What's worse than eating hot you. eggs? What they what they what? They butter it for you. See, I don't. Just a little tap. It just goes to show that. See, that's a part of your character. <laughs> if you gotta have someone butter, that that's you just trying to be an elitist. I don't have to butter my. You butter my. Chuckles is big time, man. Elitist. He, he I spent no, no. twelve dollars on two. In, in Curdo world, in Curdo County. He hires right? a guy to butter In Curdo <laughs> County, there is no butter toast. You want, you want to butter your toast, you butter your own flipping toast. Penny. But all toast, <laughs> all toast will be hot. Served warm. What, my eggs are hot? Take down the sun and when put you a put piece the, of toast you, on your flag. When you put, that's what you need. It's what it's going to be. It's going to be a piece of toast as the sun with a pair of, with sunglasses, <laughs> with sunglasses, right? And they're gonna, you know the little steam, you know, the little steam yeah. things that come up? Yep. And that's what it's going to be. There you go. But it's hair, perfectly quaffed. That's it. That's what it's going to be. And my thing is, is that <laughs> if you have your eggs are hot and your home fries are hot, 
That's another thing too with the home fries. <laughs> if your home fries are hot and your and your and your and your your eggs are hot, whatever else, your pancakes are hot, or you, or you order toast on the side, your toast should be hot too. The whole meal should be warm. Because when you push the button down on the toaster, it's supposed to make the bread hot. I mean, if like, not, just take it out back, just take a crayon, yeah. right? And just draw on it, like make it dark. And then just, just you know, just throw butter on it and say, here's your flipping toast. Just get a propane torch and just hit it real quick. And another thing about the toast. <laughs> you like them when they cut it in half or they like going to go in a diagonal? You know what? I don't see the diagonal very often. I Me see neither. halves. Me neither. I see them cut it in half. It's a lazy waitress. It is lazy. It's a lazy waitress. Yeah. Twist the toast. Twist the toast. Cut the toast on the axis. This is man. like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I want a toast triangle. I don't want a toast rectangle. Again, the bread is real. Who the hell? Who the hell? Who the hell wants a toast? I got to go check out this brass yeah, rail. Yeah, man. You know what I'm going to do? Because they don't pay me for it. I'm going to do a podcast outside uh, of the brass rail. That's what that. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a shot. You'll hot, hear yourself a I want uh, hot brain. toast. I want hot toast. Diagonally cut. So people are starting to talk a little bit here. Um... Oversized portions also. Yes, the diner gives you oversized portions. And it, it's, the diner is Comfort Food USA. It's what it is, man. It's, it's, the, it's the meatloaf. It's the Salisbury steak of America, okay, when you go there. You want the heaping mashed potatoes, the gravy, all that stuff like that. And that's all well and good. But the food's got to be hot, man. It's got to be hot. You got to give me hot toast. That's going to be my name on Twitter from now on. Hot, hot toast. toast. <laughs> yeah. Luigi <laughs> Hot Toast Curdo. All right? 22. 22. Okay. Next question. Is that that's, it? That's that was all. it. Charlie, those were fantastic. We ended on a diner freaking... Uh, we went nuts. We talked about diners for 15 minutes here. 15. See what happens? Orange juice and toast. What are people saying on Twitter, Joe? They got an opinion on this? Well, Dougie, uh, Dougie McGregor was saying he's got the Stratford Diner. It's one of the best diners in South Jersey. And, and you know, Doug McGregor with his list. He definitely... Uh, Doug McGregor. For people who don't know who Dougie, who Dougie is... Dougie is one of the only people to ever beat me in the Luigi vs. the Listeners Fantasy Showdown during the fantasy football program. And this guy, talk about a guy who's into it. He shows up to the podcast with lists, I mean, laminated shit. Like, talking about, and like, he, he has lists, he has ranking systems, analytics. I mean, it is absolutely insanity. And he comes in. And when people make, make a selection or, like, the listeners make a pick, you see him just get all pissed, like, what the? Yeah. He gets all mad, and he's just like, and then they'll sit there like, oh, good, just go pick. And, he gets in, and that's what I love about it, because he gets yeah. so into it. He's so animated, and that's why I love Dougie. Dougie, you got to get down here again soon, man. All right? Uh, you, we need to get down here for the Funkin' Fancy for, uh, for a little bit of turn-up Tuesday, actually, because we got fancy football starting up soon. i got to get ready to start going into the cave. i got to get into the bunker and get into my... Get into my zone, all right? Because I'm not like Matthew Barry and all these other guys who have like 3,000 interns working for him. I got to go in and do my own homework and do my own research, mm -hmm. all right? And I'm, like I said, I'm usually more right than I am wrong, Joe. Yeah, I, I'm, you, I'm good at this kind of stuff. So pe people listen last year. They love the show. It'll be back. Um, and you hold yourself see, accountable and don't make Paul excuses. Paul Ferreira says toast is for mopping up an egg yolk. Yeah, no. See, I don't eat it. Yes and no. See, but here's the thing. But here's what I do with my toast. So you usually get two pieces of toast. Okay, you usually get two pieces of toast, but cut in, cut in half or in a quarter, and it's four pieces of toast, right? So when you have four pieces of toast, <laughs> I like to eat. I, I take it like I'm, I'm take a bite the of the bread guy, take a bite of the, of, the of, breakdown of, of toast. I'm just trying to tell you, dude. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> man, stop, stop. It's the yeast I could do. <laughs> you get it? Oh. Yeah. So what happens is, is you, 
the first three pieces are used as like a stabilizing device because I have my fork in my right hand, I have the toast in my left hand, and there's usually some sort of a jam spread on yeah. the toast. I'm a jam guy, jam, yeah. jelly, whatever. Yeah, I, I like a little something. I like a mixed fruit, like a grape, Do you ever a go compost. Grape? Do you ever go grape and butter? Oh, well, Joe, I mean, listen. I did that this weekend. I, I did that on my well, I, I, Like I said, man, I don't really, I don't really, I don't, I don't really muffin. like to go. One of the big violations is the cream cheese and jelly guy. That's just overkill. You ever see that guy, the cream cheese and jelly on a bagel? No. Come on, man, seriously. So my thing is, is that make a decision. You do exactly make a decision. These are the most indecisive people in the world. They're, and they need to be, seriously, they need to be put down. They just need to be put down. <laughs> my thing is, is that I, I have it as a stay-by device. Like I'll take a bite of the eggs and I'll take a bite of the toast. The toast stands alone, but one piece of toast stays dry, and that last piece is for getting up all the goodness on the plate that's left over. I didn't get up on the fork. The little extraments of egg. The few shards of, uh, of home fry that are still laying around. Maybe some of the vegetable that was in there. Arugula? It's, it is a vegetable, Joe. <laughs> That's why I said it like that. And then, the, and then again, as Paul says, the, the yolk. It's for wiping that last bit up and you make that little sandwich and you just pop it in. Breakfast <laughs> is done, man. That's how you do it. Then you can go to first class. And then you can go to first class. <laughs> That's, that's how you do it, man. That, for, if, listen, if you yeah. want to eat breakfast <laughs> and you want to do it right... And not like a maniac, that's how you do it, man. But next time you go into the diner, I challenge you. Send the toast back if it's cold. <laughs> send the toast back. Watch them pop the toast. I want to I see you push the flipping button. If my toast comes out here 10 minutes, I, I, went, to a di- I went to get my oil change, right? And I, so I go across the street to the diner. I'm like, screw it. The clubhouse diner, right? I go to the clubhouse diner. I sit down. This waitress was the absolute worst waitress in the world. I sit there, and she's having a conversation with the guy in front of me. Ten minutes go by. I'm just, just hanging out. You know, nothing. She looks over, and she just smiles. And I'm like, <laughs> waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Finally, she goes, how are you? I'm like, fucking starving. <laughs> she says, she goes, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. Let's just, you know. She goes, do you need a minute? I'm like, no, 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 I don't need a minute with that. I'm like, trust me, I got the menu. I know verbatim, all right? I got got the menu. I know exactly what I'm having, all right? This is the way it's going to go. So I tell her the whole thing. She comes back. She drops the toast on the table. No, no, no. Walks away. Just time elapsing. The mechanics call me. Hey, the car's done. No problem. Still waiting on my food. She comes out. She goes, all right, sorry about that. Here's here's your, can I get you anything else, sweetheart? I'm like, yeah, some hot toast. And she goes, she goes, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's okay. Just go warm with the toast. <laughs> like, and she's like, she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, the toast has been sitting here for 15 minutes. It's cold. I want hot bread. I'm paying for the toast. It says on the menu, it says it comes with assorted bagel, English muffin, and or toast. It doesn't say cold bread. I like the toast, please. And she went back and she, and she toasted See those reflexes? Still playing nice. the leak. And she toasted, she toasted the bread for me. And it's, despite how uh, absolutely just oblivious this woman oh was, God, I still... That's the only thing she did. Yeah. I still... No, no. The toast was dry. That's why I ordered dry I've, toast. I've never sent food. I watched it. I watched it. I, the, it was, the toast station was right next to me, Joe. I can see it right over there. She's and, meanwhile. Yeah. And I'm, t- I'm just trying to... I'm saying you ever see you. the waiting? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the waiting. Oh, the goat. Oh, the goat. <laughs> So the thing is, is that I, I watched it go down. And again, I, 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 despite how bad she was, I still took care of it. My, my thing is, too, on breakfast is that wait, waitresses and waiters, they get, they get screwed on the breakfast. Because 
the, the bill, if you're eating yeah. alone, is like, what, four bucks, five bucks? What are you supposed to tip them? 88 cents? You know what I mean? I usually tip the check. I do. Like, if I go to breakfast, my bill is like five sixty. Like, you know, what are you, here, you know, here's 11 bucks. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, I'll just t- tip the entire check. No, and, that's fair. But if I'm going to tip the check, toast, it better be freaking hot. That's all I'm saying, man. I'm good. I live in a country. I live in a country where we can do amazing things. We build skyscrapers. It's just anarchy. We had, we had, we had people walk on the moon. We've landed on Mars, okay? Allegedly. It's happened. <laughs> My toast should never be cold. Let that be a lesson, everyone. It's not May your thermal. toast never be cold. We're in one of the best countries in the world. How do you have cold toast? That's what I'm saying. It's a freaking, it's, it's an outrage, man. Well, anyway, Charlie, that, that was great, man. Let me get, get up to Dr. Dr. Catfish, Charlie, over there. He'll be posting, he'll be posting the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the questions on Twitter later on. And you can find him at, uh, at Dr. Catfish Charlie on Twitter. You, you basically just spell it out the way it sounds, Dr. Catfish Charlie. And um, when you see his avatar, you'll know why. And again, make sure you're following him on Twitter. You can answer the questions every day of the week because he posts them up there. And uh, make sure you join him here every Tuesday for the Tuesday 10. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. That was pretty good. That was a good job out of Charlie tonight, man. That was. I'm glad he showed up. Most nights, eh. But tonight, it was good. It was because of that diner he had, man. Nah, That's why. I made a joke. His girlfriend got very upset. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nothing. She's nothing. No, nothing. She's, no, she's, okay. she's got earbuds in. I don't think Dang. she's listening. Earbuds. Earmuffs. <laughs> so, Joe, it was fun. That was, that was good. Now, 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 Joe Rafino over here to my left, he's usually the host of the Stardom, Sidham, Cash Radom segment. But tonight, he's hosting the show. So as the co-host of the show, let's get on with the segment, Joe. Yeah. Stardom, Sidham, Cash Radom. It's kind of like an FMK, but we're not, we're not effing anybody. We're not marrying anybody. We're not killing anybody. We're basically starting a guy, sitting a guy, and castrating a guy. You want, you want to bring Charlie back up to take Joe's place then? So we have two, uh... Yeah, you know what? Well, let's ask Charlie a question. Come back up, Charlie. Joe, that was a good idea by you. Thank it you, finally worked out having you on the damn program. Something you finally is... added something to the show. I'm done for the week. No, it was good, it was good work out of you. All right, so Charlie's back. We all remember Charlie because it was only 14 hey, seconds ago. Long time hey, no Charlie, see. Yeah, so now, Charlie, <laughs> you get to sit back and relax, and you're going to mm-hmm. answer the FMK question. Now, obviously, you... Not the FMK, the, uh, the Start and Sit and Cash Room segment. And you've, you're, you've listened to the program, so you yes. know how this works. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the way you rationalize this stuff. All right? That's the beauty of the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, as Charlie being his first time, I'm going to let Charlie go first. All right. We'll all see right. how he handles this. So, right. which one, wait, wait. so the topic tonight mm-hmm. is going to be guys who teased retirement at least four times. Okay. So one is a guy who's been in the news a little bit from the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, okay. uh, Dick Pick himself, Brett Favre, mm-hmm. and uh, second greatest NBA player, Michael Jordan. So we're going to start, sit, castrate either the rapist, Ben Roethlisberger, alleged, alleged Ben sorry. Roethlisberger, yes. Brett, Favre. Brett Favre, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Charles. Let's see how this does. Let's see. Number one, nobody triggers me better than Ben Roethlisberger. I am castrating that mother effer. <laughs> I hate Ben Roethlisberger with a bleeding passion. He's blocked me on Twitter. The Steelers blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> and that goes to show you how much I hate Ben Roethlisberger. He should never be allowed to play in the NFL again. He should be banned for life. Yeah. My well, thoughts are... You know, that's just like... If uh, he destroyed a tape opinion, man. inside that bar... He personally destroyed that tape. He's guilty. If Michael Vick couldn't have a dog, he shouldn't have been able exactly. to be married. Exactly. 
and that's why I'm castrating Ben Roethlisberger. Um, what was the other two uh, options? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, no, I know the two Far- people. Favre and Jordan. <laughs> no, no, so I'm, I'm sitting Favre, and I'm starting Jordan. Okay. Because Jordan, he's the GOAT. <laughs> no? No, we already put this to rest. Yeah. You're not following along with oh, the podcast? Oh, LeBron, It's LeBron. That's it. You're wrong. So he's the go to my child. He's, he's the greatest inactive player. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> we'll let that, see, I, I like how you worked that in there. He's the greatest inactive player. No, actually, Brian Scalabrini is probably the greatest inactive player. The White Mamba is – that guy – have you ever seen footage of the White Mamba play? No, because he's a White Mamba. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why, all right? Um, I'm going to – I'm going to – shit. <laughs> I'm going to start – Start Jordan. You got to start Jordan. Mm-hmm. All right? Because he likes the things I like. He likes cigars. He likes to gamble. He's a bit of a prick. I like Jordan. So I'm going to go with Jordan. Even though he's not the greatest basketball player of all time. Pretty good shit talker. Great. One of the – that is the GOAT. Yeah. Now, when that is the GOAT, okay, he is – He is. He almost made Iverson listen. cry. That's the best. <laughs> you know what's you – know you, know, you know what actually – if you want to merge two – you know what they say, like, if you ever had a chance to, like, mesh two people together – or mesh like two attributes together. I would love to take LeBron James, LeBron James's talent, and take Jordan's drive, and put those two things together. I, I don't think you. It, it's it's probably the most unstoppable human. Like yeah. there's no way, he's unstoppable. If you took Michael Jordan's drive to win, and put that with LeBron James's talent. Size, speed, skill, the whole nine, it's unstoppable. So I'm going to start Michael Jordan. I am going to, uh, I'm going to sit Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to sit Big Ben. I'm going to sit Big Ben because I, I, I don't really, he's an alleged scumbag. <laughs> I'm going to castrate the actual scumbag who's been proven to be a scumbag, and that's Brett Favre because I'm a castrate little Favre. I'm done with the whole Wrangler jeans thing. Yep. I'm done with the whole, you know, he the got the, he's got the, the silver fox thing going, whatever it is. Look, dude. Failure to acknowledge. You know, he threw, he threw for about 30,000 yards. The Percocet threw for 40,000, okay? <laughs> that, guy was so, that guy was so drugged up during his career. I mean, just on the painkillers alone, like yeah. a lot of guys are. It's a shame, but that's what it, that's what that's what it is. Well, but I never really liked too. the whole. Like again, I'm just it's it's the far after football. You know, it's the far after football yeah. that I don't like. You know, and, and I'm, again, my mood will probably change on on this. Like, I might flip flop between Ben and Far, but I got a feeling that Ben, when Ben retires, Ben's gonna be one of these guys you never hear from again. Yeah, I think you I never know. hear from again until yeah. like. Something stupid happens. So he crashes but, his bike. Yeah, something. I don't want to. Yeah. Wi- I don't no, knock on wood. I'm right. just saying. I mean, he already did that once already. So. I, I just, I think that it's a, it's far after football. Far during football. I, hey man, I love him. I, I love four. I, I love Brett Favre. <laughs> he was seriously man, competitor at the ass. Yep. I mean, never missed a game. He was the Iron Man of football. That is a that is a record, unbelievable. Because again, to show up to work every day like Cal Ripken did. Where you're not getting punched, in the, you know, in the head by mm-hmm. defensive lineman and sacked a million times, I think is a hell of a lot better of achievement. But same thing. Um, 
I think you know the whole Jen Sturger thing. It was just yeah, you know. Let's see. He was the original DM. D, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the original him, DM guy. You know what I'm saying? Like Brett Favre. Like, look, could you imagine Twitter's around and Brett Favre's name? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> probably sent a lot yeah, to Cameron Diaz, you, too. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, probably. There's something about Brett. Something, <laughs> something about Brett. He was in that movie. Yeah. It's... He was in that movie. Oh, yeah. That's why you brought it up. Duh, Luigi. There you go. Idiot. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, that's basically it. That's how it does. So, is that, is that, is that, is that, is that was good it? enough for me, man. All right, cool. I appreciate it. It was a good. It was a good job, Joe. I mean, and it's great. We got fun facts from Chuckles that you know Roethlisberger and the whole Steelers nation blocked them. Steelers organization. That's awesome, man. Good for you. Well, here's a fun fact. So I, I am actually, uh, I actually grew up a Pittsburgh fan. I grew up a Steelers fan. Did wow. you? Yeah. I. Uh, but again, this is before I knew about football. Right. Like before I actually really like I, when every little boy gets to be about like again my my dad. Yeah, I didn't watch football. My dad watched soccer. He was a Serie A guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. from from Italy, right over the boat. Like he didn't care about American football. He, he just bet on it. He didn't care about it. You know what I mean? Right. He took action, but he didn't really partake <laughs> in it. Um, well, he did. And Carmine's listen. So um, I didn't really know. Uh, I just you know I would just watch. I see the Steelers on TV. I just like oh okay, Pittsburgh's cool. I guess I, I don't know. I, I didn't know anything. I was like eight years old. But then once I got to be like eleven and started like playing football a little bit more and actually learning about sports teams in Philadelphia and things like that. I was always a Phillies fan when I grew up. I was a big-time Phillies fan. Right. Uh, then I automatically was like, oh, well, screw Pittsburgh. Like, it's Phil- I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and mm-hmm. that's what it was. But over the years, I always kind of just like, I would always worry about, like I always watched what the Eagles did, but as a kid, I always kind of peek at that box score and say, like, what did Pittsburgh do today? Just to kind of see what they did. Like, right. that's all. Because like, they've had some of my... You know, they've had a couple players on their team dur- during the course of, you know, my, my adolescence that I really kind of like, I don't know, I, just, I like them. I like right. the players, you know, and, and I like the way they play. I, I always like Cower. I like Bill Cower as yeah. a coach. I, I think, I thought Bill Cower was like, you want to talk about a player's coach, mm-hmm. think that no one gets better than Bill Cower. I, I think Bill Cower was that guy who will scream at you, like, get out there, blah, 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 but will put his arm around you and love you yeah. like his own kid. He grabbed and many face masks. Man. Yeah, he, so... You don't see that anymore. I was, I, just was, I was a fan of Bill Cower, and... I love you know, watching Bettis, man. Bettis was just... Oh, I love the bus. I love the bus, dude. Love the bus. The bus was great. Um, Palomalo, another great player, yep. you know, for a long time. You, you, now, you, you know who Pat McAfee is, right? Former yeah. kicker for the Indianapolis yeah. Colts. He does Barstool Sports. He, does, he has a phenomenal podcast. If you got to check that out, you got to check it out. But he has the greatest Troy Palomalo story ever. I'm actually going to post it on Twitter later on because I, I saved it. Okay. And is the, he, he calls him Palomalo. It's, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. But it's a story of, of when he was supposed to score a touchdown. They had a fake field goal all ready to go. And, he, and uh, uh, Palomalo was always lined up in the A-gap. Like they had it planned out. And then all of a sudden he switches over on this one play and he just looks up. He goes, what the f- are you doing over there? He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, why really? are you in that Why are you in that spot? He goes, we are kicking it. We are kicking it. it it's the greatest thing ever. I got to really? post it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to post it on Twitter later on tonight. You guys got to hear it. It's, it's phenomenal. Oh, that's um, nah, it's, 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 it's really, really good. So speaking of really, really good, I think the show is really, really good. It was not a bad program tonight, Joe. We're going to end it on that note. We talked about diners. We talked about toast. <laughs> we talked about the Philadelphia 76ers who are toast. Nope. All right? I think they're going to win one more. I really? think they're going to bring our, our hearts up one more time. Get a little tickle and just the freaking come crashing down and kill us all. Joe, hang on to the mic. Hang on to the mic. You say goodbye, everybody. So I want to thank Joe Rafino for stepping in and pinching like a true, true professional. Thank you, my brother. I really, really sir. appreciate that. Thank Make sure you. you're following Joe Rafino at Ruin Tomorrow on Twitter. Today. 
at ruin today. I'm sorry. He will be ruining tomorrow as soon as the sun sets and it rises again. That's the goal. <clears throat> Catfish Charlie for coming in with the Tuesday 10. Good questions tonight, buddy. Thank Sparked you, a lot man. of conversation, okay? Thank you. I just I, Listen, man. You, you, they, they're, they're getting good, man. They're getting good. I, I like the fact that, you're, like I said, man, I, I asked Charlie not to stay too biased with the local stuff, and he's done, he's done a good job of it. He's done a good job of Wait, it. For like two or three weeks from now, I'm going to have a seven-year-old ask every single question. You're going to have a seven-year-old ask her every single question? <laughs> you got to figure out which one that, which one of my list of questions that is in the next couple weeks. Oh, wait a minute. You're going to air it? Okay. I'm going to write down ten questions from a seven-year-old. And which one is from you and which and one, one is from, from a seven-year-old? There's absolutely no difference whatsoever. Is, is it the same seven-year-old that works on WIP doing their Twitter polls? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway. This program's starting to wind down. It's, it's nice. I want to go out and have a beer before I go close this thing down. So we had a good night. It was a lot of fun. We, like I said, we got into the toast. We got into the toast situation. We got into the orange situation. Never overpay for orange juice. Never let your toast be cold. All right? You pay taxes in this country. You pay taxes on that food. It should be right. And it should be hot. And it should not be overpriced. All right? I'm Luigi Curto. Reminding you, never turn it down. Always sleep and turn it up. Music and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.